Hello, we are live. Welcome to Midweek Gaming with Stubbs and Crew. It's been a big eventful week this week with the launch of the Xbox. Uh, the launch of the Xbox pre-orders, sorry. Uh, we've got a good <laughs> panel for you today. We've got Mr. Tishi. Welcome. How are you doing, mate? I'm all right. Living the dream as normal. <laughs> good. Good as to always. Hear. Welcome, Removal Scienty. How are you doing? Again, I'm always surprised that even you bothered to ask me on, but thank you very much. Yes, I'm okay. You will learn more, Rick. This man doesn't know how to shut up. Uh, <laughs> they me talk, yeah. <laughs> Welcome, Warwick, Warwick. That works. Welcome, Warwick. How are you doing? I'm okay, buddy. Not too bad myself. Good to hear. And, and welcome, VJ. Have you got yourself a nice cup of tea? Uh, not at the moment. Not at the moment. Get him, a, get him a cup of tetley. <laughs> Thanks for having me on again, Stubbs. Much appreciated. Yeah, now you're a good, good, good uh, panel member. You have a great view and perspective, and you look. You have a different view to a lot of games. You think you think of topics on a different angle and perspective than I've heard other other uh, guests on other shows. To be honest. Thank you. You do. Right. Right. How did I oh, know? I'm, I'm going to ask this question, but I'm going to ask a different question to all Rick. I'm, I'm going to. The subject is how did your Xbox uh, Series X pre orders go? But I'm going to start with Warwick because how did your PS5 pre order go, Warwick? It went well, very well, mate. Very well. I After they had the showcase, I, I went to bed about 10 o'clock time. Woke up about seven o'clock and went straight on to, I won't mention the name, onto a uh, store. Had a look at a pre order, hit the pre order for the disc version. Got one straight away. Fantastic. But six hours later, they were sold out. So oh, good. I know it was a, it was mental. But you didn't pre order the Series X to get then, no? No. Well, no, I'm, I'm happy with my Xbox One X. I'm happy with that for them. That's all. Well, while we're on the subject, you're talking about the Xbox One X. Um, Amazon went up 575% because people were buying Xbox One Xs thinking they were Series Xs. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. That... Because the, the, I think what the problem was, because I looked at it, even, even my dad kept clicking it. He wasn't going to buy one. The problem was when you type in on Amazon, the Xbox Series X. Now, if you weren't looking... At the top option, it was Xbox One X, and I think people were just clicking it, thinking the casuals were just clicking it and not looking. That one, that one click buy is dangerous. <laughs> Stubbs, there, there was a report saying apparently uh, some of these bots, you know, for the scalpers, apparently the, the bots were buying a lot of them. <laughs> good. By that, res by that response, I, don't, I believe you didn't know that. <laughs> no, I did not, and that's good news because I don't want them scalpers are scumbags. I'm sure yeah. I've read that today somewhere. Just like they want to do the RTX, RTX 3080, they're scalping buggers and all. They're scouting? What, they're doing that too? Oh, yeah. 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 Ripping people off. Wow. I didn't know that. Was it? It was 40,000 I saw one going for? Yeah. <laughs> thing is, what you've got to understand is, who's the fool? The one who's selling it or the one who's buying it? You know. The one who's exactly. buying it. Yeah. Okay. So before I get to the next person, I'm just gonna do some shout outs because I've got eleven people in the chat already. I'm, I'm very shocked. Stinking Corpse, welcome. UK Dazarus, welcome. He's listening in the bath. I hope you're having fun. <laughs> 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 
Welcome. Who else we got? Uh, go down the list. Welcome from Speculation. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, welcome, Green Pass Gaming. Hope you're doing Sega. well. Sega. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> who else? She's now elite. Welcome. Thanks for stopping by. Gaming differently with Cerebral Paul. Welcome. Thanks for stopping by. Rio Echo. I think I got that right. How are you doing? Thanks for stopping by. Uh, I caught, I've caught up now. Now, VJ, how did your, your Series X pre-order go? Um, not that great, unfortunately. Um, I, will, I managed to get onto GameStop here, and um, they said, don't refresh, you're in a line, and we'll come to you shortly. Half an hour later, uh, I was just kicked back out to, to the main GameStop page. So, uh, right. And it's difficult for me to get out at the moment um, due to personal reasons, so I couldn't actually go to a store because there's a GameStop just down the road. But to be honest with you, you know, I've, I've got a backlog on PlayStation. I've got a backlog on Switch. Um, when I moved here, I ended up, obviously, because I moved here from the UK, so I sold all my consoles and games and DVDs and, and comic collections and gave them, handed them down and so on and so forth. So I was yeah. really looking forward to getting the Series X. But I'm pretty, I'm relaxed and everyone should be relaxed because um, the way that um, the production is going to happen is every couple of weeks, I think there'll be, there'll be stock, incremental stock, incremental stocks yeah. coming in all the way up until March. So I'm, I'm hoping that on the second wave, um, if we do get informed and they're not just drop shipped into retailers without us, without the public knowing, hopefully that Sony and Microsoft will let us know when it's going to happen again and maybe we'll be lucky. But it is disappointing that while I was online waiting uh, I just went popped onto eBay to see what was happening, and there was already people selling, you know, machines for six, seven, eight hundred up to nine hundred dollars. And while I'm still waiting in a queue trying to trying to get a hold of one, so uh, I, I can understand people doing that, and I can understand it's a quick way to make a margin. And some people have got the philosophy of, hey, look, if we can snag two or three, if I sell the two, I'll pay for my one, and I understand that. I, can, I completely do, but it's disappointing at the same time that not everybody. Uh, is going to be able to enjoy, uh, you know, playing the games with their friends um, come come launch day or, or a few days in. We're going to have to wait. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, hopefully, hopefully, most people get theirs by launch. I mean, I was one of the people that uh, I couldn't manage to get one because I went with Smith <laughs> Toys, and Smith Toys should never ever be allowed in charge of um, anything. No I mean, basically, the way I ordered it. And then I had to use some different details to order it in the end. And then by the time I got to it, it was sold out. But 8 a.m. they were supposed to go live. They didn't go live on the Smith's Toy website till about 3 p.m. in the afternoon. And everyone thought they were sold out on the website, and they weren't. They just didn't, didn't go live. But what I should have done in the morning, I went on the game. game had a, a queue. And I was that raging. Like I was, you know, I was right. Oh, I've fucking waiting this long and all that. I left the queue and I, I tried to get back onto the site, and the the game site was uh, down for maintenance. It was, and when it came back up again, I went onto the game site. I, I used different details uh, uh, with this one on your wife, and um, uh, I bet I, it let me through straight through the queue. And for some reason, I don't know why, I put it on Twitter. It was saying that to get a Series X, you had to have, you had to be a current member of the All Access program. It wouldn't allow me to buy, it wouldn't allow me to join the All Access program for the Series X. And then when I put 
store collection, it said, please type in your pre-order number from the store. So I, I, I couldn't get one off game. And by the time I did get around to sorting it out, every, all, all the all access was sold out. You know, so I wasn't happy last night. Uh, Mr. Tushin removed all the was Here's a, a grumpy bugger. Mm. I was. <laughs> it's a picture. I didn't know that, Stubbs, because like I said, when I play ordered me PS5, there was plenty of Series Xs at, the, at that time. Oh, no, there was. Well, when Tushi <laughs> went on, but we're talking about, oh, actually, I'll go on to Mr. Tushi next. How did your pre-order go? It was hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. For you, no. No, it's, I had Amazon open and X, the Xbox store, and I was refreshing them constantly. And I, I mainly wanted to go through Amazon, but because um, you get the tracking and stuff with the Amazon Prime. Yeah, you do. But, yeah. But um, I kept looking, and I couldn't find the Series X everywhere. I just kept looking, looking, refreshing, nothing was coming up. So I went onto the Xbox store, and it kept crashing. And it was just constant. It was just flicking in between each both, and it was driving me insane. Because it, it took about 20 minutes of this, all this refreshing, and then I finally got the um, Microsoft website finally worked, and then it froze on the one page. I filled in my details. I had to change my address because it put my old address from 2013. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I had to change all that, and then um, which was strange. Uh, once it done that, it's just refreshing on the confirmation for ages. But in the end, I got one, which I'm happy, very very happy, relieved. Yeah, you were. You were straight on Twitter. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I got one. I think most people did. They got one, and I can't blame people if they got one. You know, for saying, you know, mm. I got saying, five on. I've got five on eBay. If you want one stuff. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm sure I'll get one on when, as VJ says, they're going to be releasing more, more waves. Because Xbox did say that there will be more. Just keep register, register your interest with um, the stores. But the problem was, I was registered. I registered my interest with like a few stores, and none of them sent emails saying be ready for tomorrow at eight a.m. No, they didn't. None of them did. So Not even in pretty, much, pretty much pointless, really. To be honest, it was. You know what's going to happen? You're going to be outside uh, the game shop um, one in the morning camping. I'm actually going Leicester tomorrow. <laughs> I've, got to, I've got to go to hospital. I've got to go to Leicester tomorrow. And, uh, hmm. I'd say, even if I walk down to game, they wouldn't have any left. Nah. Not that time, because it's later in, Not it's later in the evening, you know. A wasted walk that would be. I'm just going to do a few shout outs before we get to the next person because a few more people came in. Welcome, the indie gamer. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome, Michael Box of X. Nice to see you. Who else we got? There's a few, quite a few came in. Thanks. I'm very surprised. Look on the news today. Thanks for stopping by. Geeks, gods, uh, gods, geeks. Thanks for stopping by. Infinite. Thanks for stopping by. Appreciate it. That's it. Right, removable sanity. How did your is everyone, is everyone ready for a good long chat? Uh, well, first of all, before I actually do respond, <laughs> uh, happy birthday, Indie Gamer. He's fifty, I've heard. So congratulations, oh, happy birthday, Indie Gamer. Happy sixtieth. Ah, he should a bit respect. He's my age group. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm getting there. My age. I, I don't know. I don't think he's not, he's not 50 now. I'll take the mic out of him. But um, I was 
a bit like Tushi here. Yes, I managed to get one. How? I have no idea. I was in the very same boat as Mr. Tushi. I had Amazon open and I had the ex Microsoft's own page website open and I was flicking in between both of them. I think I was in the middle of also talking to Stubbs and Tushi myself. Yeah. I was watching the configure button on the window website. Uh, Amazon didn't pop up once in the entire day of the Series X. Not once. Didn't see it. Didn't see it. It was always unavailable. Always unavailable. Oh, okay. Uh, it took me two me, hours to see Series X. Two hours it took to show up on my I screen. Does I would not be surprised. And I managed, when at 8 o'clock clicked, I think I may have just got in prior to it switching over because it was I clicked on configure and then it let me in, at which point it crashed three times. I then managed to type in my details. It crashed again. I then typed into my confirmation, which then they sent me a confirmation code through my mobile phone. It crashed again, <laughs> at which point I managed to type that in and click on buy. And from that moment on till now, it has it died. The whole site died. I literally had the website just crashed. And uh, five minutes later, I got a message through on the phone saying I, I got one for a seat. But at that point on, the whole system just died everywhere. Um, and I think, to be honest with you, I think, if I'm truly honest, I don't think they were expecting that many people to be interested. And I think that had something to do with the news previously. I personally agree with that. I, I, I don't think they anticipated the level of interest in, in the Xbox Series X because... Well, if you look at America, yeah. and VJ, you'll be able to confirm this, we were seeing pictures on the US store saying, oh, we've got one Series X here and or one, one Series X and two Series S in, in, in the store. And I was like, really? That small amount? Surely that can't be right. Is that a tactic, VJ, when launching products like... Mm -hmm. Is it? I hear, I hear this as a tactic Nintendo use as well. Um, I think new hardware launches from Nintendo and Sony are always in short supply at launch, which is which is understandable. If you go back as far as uh, PlayStation 2, 3, and 4, and even the Nintendo Switch, which is obviously in recent memory, were all in high demand and supply continued to be drip-fed uh, for several months. However, the initial high demand was eventually fulfilled and supply became stable after about four months or maybe six months even. Sony and Microsoft, I think, both severely under, underestimated the demand, that's for sure. And uh, I think they ramped up production a little late as well, um, not wanting to pay, like, I think it was almost four times as much uh, the cost of components rose in Asia uh, during March and April due to the uh, all uh, the, to the, um, what was it, the frequent sort of uh, fear right, arising in uh, most human beings. Mm -hmm. uh, which, which occurs in the face of danger or threat, right, which is obviously now well-documented as being uh, COVID-19. Uh, but in, uh, in June, though, um, sorry, let me know if I'm going on too much. But, no, you're uh, fine. You're fine. In, uh, but not till June did the prices and supply and production resume uh, some sort of normality. If anything, from the people that I spoke to, everything was pretty much back to normal since, since the beginning of June. It was just up until the end of quarter two there were issues. Microsoft, on the other hand, were reportedly prepared to pay a bit more to start production early. I think there was rumours going around that they started production as early as April. And, and please correct me if I'm wrong. I don't always have my dates and times and numbers and percentages correct, so chime in if I've got anything wrong. Um, obviously, 
that is not true. Sony have targeted 10 million sales by March 31st, and I still don't think that that will be enough. Also, bear in mm. mind, we don't know how complex or how many production lines are in operation for each system that are being manufactured, nor how long they take to set up the production lines in themselves and train additional manpower to be efficient and well-coordinated. Even though um, products that have been in production for a long time and have gone through the iterations, uh, a lot of them do end up going primarily uh, through the focus of uh, automation, right, robots and everything. Um, these systems aren't quite right now. I think that some of it's automated and still manpower is heavily required. And that manpower does need to be trained. They don't just walk in and just start assembling. And, and then to get that up to speed and so on and so forth takes time as well. We also have no idea how quickly each company's production methodology, right, will become more efficient over the, uh, over the opening months, right, of production. I think both companies definitely required another two to three months of lead time in to, to stockpile enough units to sort of launch respectfully and sufficiently in order to meet all the obvious demand of uh, this generation of systems launches, especially after, you know, like our, um, Xbox had the, um, the uh, that one week where they had like an excellent, excellent series of announcements, right, and video reveals for the Series S, and then it sort of like dovetailed together with everything that was happening with the Xbox Series X in terms of pricing, games running on the Series S hardware and so on and so forth. I thought Sony would definitely want to want to dampen the hype around Xbox. And I think I was on Green Pass Gaming uh, with um, with Flap, and I said um, Sony are probably going to go ahead and just to, to in order to sort of like take a little bit more of the PR narrative away is to uh, uh, announce pre-orders on the day, uh, which mm. they did. But obviously, someone at Sony obviously failed to execute that strategy correctly. It's not that it hasn't been done before. It's just been done a lot better. Xbox countered that, obviously, uh, this uh, this last Monday, right, with the Bethesda announcement. Also, <laughs> although, what was the strategy and decision based upon, right? Announcing Bethesda on the eve of Xbox's next-gen console launch, was there any need to really? It could have waited given the amount of units that were out there. And you only have to take a rough number, right? Like three and a half or four and a half thousand GameStop stores, even double that or triple it, right? And, and multiply that by the number of units that we know that each store got, which was like 12 or 15 or 18, being uh, a mixture of the S and the X. Even if you do those calculations, it was nowhere near enough to launch. Um, Xbox would have sold out anyway. Or, and, or the bigger question for me then became, are Sony and Xbox out of touch with demand and their customers? What was the point of announcing the launch of Xbox in 38 countries when it was really not a practical decision, especially when you can't even launch sufficient numbers in your own home territory Okay, I get it. Albeit a launch can mean anything, right? It can mean one unit, two unit, have a presence. But obviously the main battleground for this gen is definitely the US. Looking at sort of both Sony and Microsoft, neither company were ready. They both needed time to produce and, as I said, stockpile enough units for, for a really different console I don't know, market landscape and, and generation of gamers. And, con and I think there's considerable more, considerable more demand and hype than 2013, and I think that's been because of the constant improvements, right? Uh, not uh, in in the games that we were able to play that we never imagined would probably be possible, right? On this generation of hardware, you only have to look at the the, the availability of more titles and the increase in quality over lifespan, right? And, you, and everybody's witnessed that, not just me, um, unless I'm living in a bubble. But both companies will definitely go on, in my opinion, to sell a considerable amount of more units for the next 12 to 18 months, notwithstanding anything Nintendo conjure up. But 
what happens beyond that depends on true next generational games, right? Versus current souped-up games on baseline PlayStation 4 and Xbox engines. And, and I really found a really good article which kind of explained what um, Unreal 4.25 does, right? And and it, and it kind of it kind of sank sank in a little bit, right? Knowing what it's going to take to produce these next-gen games, I don't expect to see much more on offer from PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X games right now for at least another 12 months, uh, other than enhancements such as, like, I know we've obviously seen bits of ray tracing or improved physics and destruction, cost simulations, uh, visual effects, frame rates. Everyone's talking about resolution, loading. <laughs> everything already available on high-end gaming PCs. I'm not a PC gamer, but I watch Moore's Law and I watch NX Gamer, and I've learned a lot. Uh, from those channels that helped me to actually, you know, sort of round out my 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 uh, my, my knowledge base, right? And and I don't know if you guys know them, but I'd like to give them a big shout out. The next phase yeah. of things and how many subscribers join Game Pass will also determine how large Xbox or PlayStation in, in, install bases pan out to a degree. Sony, for me, may well um, sell the same numbers uh, uh, of uh, PlayStation Five. In alignment, in alignment with PS4 in terms of 100 or 150 million, as Xboxes, and every time I see Phil Spencer speak in the last four or five days, is he's targeting three billion three billion users, right, by numerous devices and effectively driving consoles, sort of almost in a in a backdoor narrative, right, into more homes, right. Uh, but if Xbox and Sony and Nintendo do manage to also like further down the road develop like data centers and data structures and foreclose on the latency issues in the next five years, it becomes less of an issue if not possibly non-existent, right? And therefore, like, if they can offset stuff like, I've seen, like, calculations, rendering, and I speak to Mr. Tushi about this as well. Uh, he, he gave me some really good information you can tell us about that. Or even ray tracing. If that can all be offset to centers and structures, then you can see that these next-gen systems are going to be around for a long time, maybe even 10 years, if not longer, will be sort of, like, then starting to enter into, like, the Stadia territory for real, right? And um, the devices won't matter as much as all, as everyone, Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, well, what will they become? They'll just effectively become software producers, right? We'll be, they'll be applying all their content to devices just as Xbox are right now. All it is that Xbox are going first while Nintendo and Sony are holding the status quo. I think what they're doing is observing um, and they're, they're sort of like proceeding, but as bank, bank, ben, uh, as bank, uh, as backbenchers, like you do on the Parliament Show on BBC Two, and and I think they'll adapt and adopt uh, what works, what doesn't work, while somewhat following Xbox's success, while mitigating the ex the, the mistakes that Xbox might make might make along the way, and and I think they're in a, they're in a good position, right? They've got content. I mean, make no mistake, Microsoft right now is leveraging. What uh, sorry Xbox is leveraging what Microsoft are already experts at, right? As, especially since I think that Xbox had no other choice but to do so in terms of radicalizing their business approach, and in effect the industry uh, with their resources that they have to hand as well, right? It, it all marries up. Or, or they may well, if they hadn't have done what they are doing, they would definitely have remained in a distant third place, right? This generation as well. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, the goal is 
production costs for these guys and delivery efficiency and maximizing engagement and profitability and, and obviously subscriptions. And because the subscriptions are so important because they are just such a predictable profit stream and shareholders love that stuff, right? I mean, hundreds of millions, if not billions, are going into R&D. I just came across a number and I was really surprised. For a company that only turns over 92 billion, um, last year alone, Sony spent 4.6 billion in R&D. Wow, incredible. Sony already are building data structures to aid ray tracing and predictably for the PlayStation 5. It was in one of their reports. It's about 200 pages. 200 or 100 pages, something like that. Anyway, it was like really interesting to read. And no doubt, obviously, Microsoft and Nintendo are on the same track. And uh, and I would say that uh, you guys know John Linneman, right? And he put out a tweet uh, a little while while ago. and And I think... He was right to a degree that these console launches should have been delayed. It should have given Cyberpunk a bit of breathing space, right? And and they could have been more suitably launched. He obviously knows a lot more than he can say, and we all know that now, right? Because now they've come out yeah. and they, they knew about the Series X, Series S. Was it back in March they had the teardown? Yeah, back in yeah, March they, they had the actual yeah. information. They yeah. actually had the video done for it yeah. already. Yeah, and um, and he. But at the end of the day, I think. Um, uh, you know, I've got my thoughts on everything that's occurring. Right, I'm just surmising and hypothesizing. Where nothing I'm saying is is really true. And in summary, what I think about Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft, I think they've all got fantastic value propositions. Right, maybe all three business strategies can coexist. Right, even though there are clear similarities and clear differentiators. Or maybe there is a clear winner. It's all up for debate at this stage. And at the end of the day, it's all going to pan out, right? Like an episode of EastEnders. But most important factor will be <laughs> who delivers. Obviously, sorry, I didn't know you were a fan. Who delivers no. experience. I'm not. Will be who delivers consistent experiences that blow the public away, right? And um, I've got more to say, but I think I better just stop there. Do you think they should have had a staggered launch? A uh, staggered launch in terms of like one uh, release? So, uh, pre-orders, sorry. Um, I think that, look, uh, I don't know if you guys know the toy industry. There's a, a company called Hot Toys, right? And I used to live in Asia for about five years. I lived in China, Hong Kong, and obviously spent time in Japan. Okay. And what happened is that a new figure would come out. And um, the pre-orders would go and say, look, for the first batch, uh, pre-orders would go in. Everybody would pre-order. And what you would get, you would get a ticket to tell you, right, because obviously they're coming off the production. They're not stockpiling them. They're, they're stockpiling them over months. So the first month's batch would come in. And depending where your ticket was in the queue and because you expressed an interest, they would tell you to come in uh, the first week of June, second week of June, third week of June, and so on and so forth, until they fulfilled all the orders. But at least you would know when you can go and collect your collect your uh, your figure. And something like that would have worked, but I don't think that none of them thought to do something like that, to say, listen, look, you know what? We've got batches of systems. We can't produce, deliver them all. We're not stupid as consumers. We can very well understand production processes, shipping processes, logistics. These aren't, these aren't, these used to be alien words to, you know, gamers of the 90s and, and 2000s. They aren't anymore. And I, and I, and I sometimes feel that we get treated uh, uh, very ignorantly. If, I, I, I can't think of another word at the moment, but, um, and, and I think if they'd explained it, like that we would have gone on we would have ordered and based on where we were in the queue or whatever how the systems worked 
we would have been given us, hey, hey, look, guys, uh, these people are going to get them in November and yours is scheduled for the first week of December. We could all live with that, right? Because we know, we know when we can get a hold of one. But I think that, as I said to you, I just think that they, for whatever reason, they try to push these systems out really early and for Christmas. And they only have to look at Nintendo and the Switch. Nintendo wanted to launch in time for Christmas, but they knew they didn't have enough. And they their, their financial year end ends in March. So does Sony's and Microsoft ends in June. So they could have still hit the financial year-end targets and like, like a Nintendo did by releasing a little bit earlier. But obviously, maybe they you know panicked or maybe they just thought, look, we need to be first. I, I have no idea, right? But obviously, I think it just could have been handled a lot better. And, and again, I just point to the John Linneman's uh, um, uh, tweet because obviously he knew more than he could say. But obviously, we're seeing the mess that both companies are in right now. Well, not I wouldn't say a mess in terms of how we feel as gamers, as some of us being, you know, sort of um, being feel, feeling a little bit left out and not knowing when we can actually get our hands on a new device. It does kind of pick up one aspect because you have hit a little bit of a nail on the head. If they are rushing these products out, we could see the issues which we had with the One X and with the early. PlayStation Pro with certain devices not working. That's definitely one of the worries I have on my mind is that oh. I'm getting one of the first batches, but <laughs> what stops it from not working? Yeah, I don't actually believe the Series X is going to have a problem because from what I understand that Phil Spencer and um, certain members of Microsoft actually had them in their homes. I don't think there's a problem with them consoles because they, they were testing them for months at home playing games so i don't i don't think there's that problem but, I but think they did I, that with the, i'm sure they did that with the one x and yet there were still apparent can, issues with some of those can i, can I just say something? can i just yep. say something that there's a big difference between playing a prototype at home and then playing something which has come off the production line yeah yeah, mass market, yeah yeah you are right let's do some quick shout outs because a few more people have popped in uh new new thanks for popping in thanks for stopping right warmy hood thanks for stopping mate I think I've got it all. Oh, and well, welcome, welcome, Dragon Wolf. Is Flemish in here? Yeah, I just spotted him. Welcome, Flemish. Thanks for stopping by. Xeno Killer Impact. Thanks for stopping by. I just got some shout. Uh, thanks for stopping by, guys. <laughs> but no, it's just, uh, I mean, you're on about the staggered process. I mean, do you think, I know this would be hard, but. Do you think, like in each country, like they should have given a specific shop a time to go live, or do you think that would have still would have caused the same problem? If you say that would eight, still cause you're at nine, you're at ten, no. still would have caused a problem because let's face it, we saw what happened with the PlayStation launch. I I've still got a gut feeling that PlayStation said, "Here's when you're supposed to release this." And some of the retailers went, nope, I'm doing it now, <laughs> which then did a cascade effect across yeah. the board. I think what they should have done, they should have gone back to head. Sony should have gone back to head. It was. They should have launched in Japan first, America, then Europe, like they used to do. Then they've had plenty of PlayStations. Oh, I fully agree, but I don't understand the army. PlayStation are the, the, the console leader. I just don't understand it. Uh, this is my point of view. How... PlayStation's bread and butter is Europe. I'm sorry to say, if anyone thinks anywhere else, their bread and butter's in Europe. And they're, I know it's only a week, but they're actually in America, Australia, etc. 
have the console first. Now, I know the plan is to dominate. They want to dominate America this time, mm. but their true fan base that have supported them is in the UK and Europe. That's where they dominate. They're leaving them in the dark for a week. Yeah. And that doesn't, that doesn't sound like a lot, but See, to a loyal fan base, it is, you know. So what you've got to understand is, like, at this present time, and Sony will, will keep like this, Sony is not bothered about America, uh, Xbox in Japan. They know they own that territory, same as Nintendo do, because because Japanese companies always support Japanese products. And that's the it's way of the world. Uh, that's that's the way of the world. And of course, America is is Xbox, so they they will support them. So Sony's not bothered about Japan. So I mean, Xbox is always trying to get Japan, but I'm afraid to say they will never get Japan. That, that is so not by Nintendo and uh, Sony. I think one way they can get Japan, and it's the same with South Korea, is because our internet, so your internet might be good, Warwick or VJs or whatever, but it ain't a patch on what a lot of these Asian countries have got with, say, oh, oh, the, yeah. the X Cloud. I mean, I know a lot of people ain't a fan, but it's an option. A lot of them gamers love tablets. In Japan, consoles don't sell very well. Most gamers game on tablets. So the X Cloud option, and even the fact that if they've got PlayStation controllers, they can still use the xCloud service with their with their folk, with their big tablets and play play on the controllers. And from what I understand now, they're actually even creating touchscreen controls for the tablets, which I don't agree with. I prefer the controllers. But mm. that will be an option where they can attack the Asian market because they love tablets. Yeah. I'm so not gonna you... say I'm not gonna say they're ever gonna dominate there. I'm just saying they're trying to sneak in slightly. You know. see, see, what you've got to understand about Japan is if you go to Japan, if you get on the plane and you went to Japan today, you could go into any shop, an electrical shop, and buy a cell phone or mobile phone, right, which would be five years in front of front. So when it gets when America's five years later down the line, they'll be getting the phones that Japan's already getting t- today in five years' time because the tech is that, that far in front of what we have got. It's unbelievable. So Japan to me, is a safe bet for Sony and Nintendo. You know, Microsoft, I mean, we had all the trouble with the Xbox One, didn't we, when it came over there? I mean, there was there was people going in, there was stacks and stacks and stacks of Xboxes, and no one was buying them because they you know, were too loyal to their own brand, and that's how it's always been, so... Yeah, you are, you are absolutely true. Uh, thanks, Rob Tanner, for stopping by. I appreciate that. But no, you are correct about about Japan. It's a different market, but you can build audiences in that market. I'm not going to ever say that they will dominate, but you can build audiences because they are Xbox are trying to build up relationships with Japanese developers and bring games over to there. It's just it's it's not an easy process over in Japan, you know, because it's the West. They don't a lot a lot of them don't like Western companies. If you see what I mean, mm. yeah. Do any of you guys think that the X Clouds will make any dent, a slight dents in the Asian countries that are big on tablets <laughs> and high speed internet? It's a backdoor entrance, isn't it? Let's face it. It's going to be a backdoor entrance. Um, and to be honest with you, the X Cloud itself is all dependent on every individual country's uh, basic. Um, basic core fabrication uh, sorry, not fabrication uh, core structure so you know england 
depending on where you are, if you're in the cities, it's pretty good internet. If you're about, you know, 45 minutes or two hours away from the cities, it drops off and you almost got dial-up in some cases. Oh, um, wait, wait, I've got about 35 megabyte a second. Nice. But I know where you know, Rick is, he's slightly better than mine, you know. So it all depends. It, it depends on the infrastructure of every individual country. Now, I'm picking up the point where VJ says here where, you know, obviously Microsoft is looking at uh, being pushing these subscription-based elements to be almost, as you said, it's going to be online 24-7. It's going to be an xCloud sort of system, which is – and it's just going to be like a patch to the box that you have. Um and again, whilst they can cut down the latency, whilst they can sort out the software aspect, again, it's only it's, it's going to be hampered. And this is for every country by their own infrastructure. Um, England isn't brilliant with its infrastructure. It's lacking quite a bit in its infrastructure in some areas. Um, we are trying to be world leaders when it comes to the main big cities. But we really struggle the moment we spend about 35 minutes outside of those cities. It kind of it comes more like into politics. Other countries like South Korea, they've pretty much sewn up their infrastructure. They know what's going on. They want the best. They sort of thing. Same with Japan, as I think Warwick, you were saying. Um, they're pretty much they're, they're they're pretty good, but they still have rural areas that aren't brilliant. I think they're almost what, a bit a bit better than England. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah, a lot better. See, what you got um, on? Sorry. Go on, Vijay, please. No, 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 go ahead. Sorry. I was just, it was, I was just I was tealing off anyway. So it was literally, I think, I think this, this, if I can, I can see where Microsoft's end goal is. Yeah. Because they are, you know, they are trying to, be, they will become a software company. And to be honest with you, we may even get to the point where they subsidiary the hardware out. I'm not saying they probably ever will do that, but I think they're generously focusing on the online market and no. where it goes there. Um, yeah. So I think that, see, Xbox, we've already talked about this, but Xbox are looking to basically get back in the game, right, in the video games industry. Mm employing tactics successfully already employed by Microsoft Office, right? We, we see that, right? They have no choice but to disrupt the status quo and radicalize the industry, especially since they're third. Then they are third. But adding a service like EA Play, is it, uh, to game yes, cards yes. at no, at, at no yep. additional cost for the, for the moment, for the moment, let's just let's get that on the table because <laughs> on this show that Netflix have had a massive increase, right, over time, and they will increase it. But it's at the moment just the EA Play. You forget forget about the Bethesda deal. That's what's leaving a lot of gamers starstruck at the moment, that especially invested. Uh, sorry, that uh, in, in, in a uh, heavily invested right into the Xbox ecosystem. And they've got nothing to complain about, right? Uh, Xbox just keeps on giving, right? Then you've got xCloud and Game Pass, and uh, that's going to be free, right, to sample via mobile. And I know that is happening via the N20 devices. It's no doubt going to happen by the Duo devices that um, Xbox, are, sorry, Microsoft are going to put out. And it's mm -hmm. available uh, via the SK, SK Telecom, right, in Korea, in South Korea, right, that are also allowing a three-month free access. And this strategy has been deployed in South Korea specifically, uh, and, and not everywhere else just yet. And I, and I don't blame them because I think they want to try and see how what works, what doesn't work. But this may entice, what Microsoft are hoping for, that this may entice, not just today, but over the next few years, is entice a, a whole new demographic of gamers to purchase an Xbox Series S, right? Maybe an X, but let's just focus on S. Um, as At the very least, right, 
for a user to lure users in um, to become um, a mobile Game Pass subscriber at no cost initially, I think is a really good idea. Idea Xbox, and I've spoken to Indie Gamer about this, is a fantastic initiative because I think there's a ton of games there that you can enjoy on a mobile phone. You don't necessarily need to play it on a big screen. Uh, driving yep. the ever-increasing quality of indie games, I think, is also important for the long term, and, and uh, who knows where that can take people. Make Making these as many games as possible via Game Pass day one or, or via digital purchase if you want to buy it, um, I think that a lot of games on Game Pass, people laugh at the indie games, but I think a lot of them are perfect for mobile device experience. And Microsoft's strategy as a, as a whole right now is very broad, right, uh, and very brute force, very similar to how this, they've designed their actual system, right, in terms of multiple points. <laughs> systems and avenues to market but xbox what they've got is they've got the revenues to achieve they've got the resources to achieve this right um however i have always got concerns in terms of how they can create and i think that that's more part of what the second question that uh, stubbs has got lined up for us but to to answer your question um we have to we have to look at um like what is microsoft really really trying to achieve right going up against sony and nintendo and you can now access the hardware, right? And this is really important. And hundreds of games were a really low monthly subscription fee, which I think is really appealing. But I don't know how well that panned out in the UK. It kind of panned out here at launch, but it's something obviously that's going to sort of have have has has to be ironed out, so it's more accessible. But uh, but it's a it's a definitely an extremely sensible business strategy, right? It's almost like a perfect gateway drug to get into gaming if you've never always been able to afford to do. It. And then believe me, there's millions of people that can't afford to get into gaming, right? And you only have to look yeah. at India, for example, right? Piracy is rife there, right? They don't own consoles there, right? China's completely different. There's there's so much red tape there to not just get your system launched, which is relatively easy, but getting games approved. But I won't, I'll try not to go off topic here. But the invitation to Game Pass is key. A large library of games that um, are going to get easier to access via mobile devices. Xbox continue to demonstrate a market of value and benefits of an all digital, I don't know what you want to call it, a, a playground buffet. Um, and while providing access to a sort of an a la carte menu to third party titles, right, that, that aren't necessarily available on Game Pass day one because obviously Ubisoft, um, not hardly anyone left, is there? And EA, right? <laughs> 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 gone crazy. Um, and Xbox, I think, are focused definitely, and Sony, um, are focused on reducing physical media sales down to at least 10%, if not down to single-digit percentages over the next 18 months. So new physical games in Japan, um, going back to what Mr. Warwick was saying in Japan, they don't even have an appointed distributor in Japan, Microsoft. It is 10 people in an office that act more like a liaison office um, and they don't really do any marketing over there either right now. So anything, if you want to buy an Xbox, you'll probably have to import it or buy it from Xbox there and then buy, get a hookup to, a game, uh, to the Game Pass or the Xbox store and, and, and buy digitally. And, and obviously we know the features that are driving people towards digital, you know, the quick resume feature, which is big for me. And, you know, I can't wait to use it, right? And that's pushing me towards buying um, digital games more so. But obviously the 15 first party studios that Xbox have got is now what? Is it 23 or 24? Sorry. It's 20, I 23, but I, I think there's more There's more to come. Because well, Microsoft, Microsoft CEO has came out recently saying they are willing to make more acquisitions if need be, you know? Yeah. 
We know you, you're talking about xCloud. Now, I, will, I want to touch on, on uh, PlayStation Now because I, you know, the streaming service from Sony, they stream the games directly to the PlayStation off the network. Now, I actually stream the games to my PlayStation. I actually then stream them live on Twitch and all, all of the platforms, and I've never had any kind of lag issues with that with PlayStation Now. So I'm not really good ginned up on xCloud, but uh, I use that so I use that network so I can actually stream the get stream it to my PlayStation 4 Pro and then upload it to Twitch, YouTube, or whatever when I'm live streaming and it works a treat. So it, it can be done. I think what the thing is, I mean, I, I could be wrong, but the improvements you're maybe talking about, Sony did sign a very lucrative deal to use Microsoft Azure. They could be mm. using Microsoft Azure for it now. I could be wrong, but they signed a very big deal to use their their cut their Azure servers. Now they might have flicked over, and that might be why you're seeing uh, big improvements. I mean, I could be wrong, but yeah, but yeah. I, think, I think the big thing is we're talking about Asia here, right? And just to give yeah. you an idea how far Xbox has fallen, right, or how how much Microsoft has allowed themselves to be to fall back. I think in Japan right now there's 9.2 million PlayStation 4s. For Xbox One X, uh, sorry, Xbox One and One X, right, it's only 125,000. That's compared to the 1.5 million Xboxes that they sold over there of Xbox 360, right? And this is why they can't go head-to-head with Nintendo and Sony and outsell them on hardware. They just... In America, they can because this is. Mm. Let's be honest. This is Microsoft country here, right? And the and the vast and the vast amount of territories in Asia. This is why I'm saying that Seoul is uh, is really important and this relationship with Samsung because Samsung right now have more devices in Japan now than Apple do, right? And remember, they're yeah. both. Foreign <laughs> companies. Remember, they're both foreign companies. They're not Japanese com- companies, so it is possible to be successful there. But I just don't think they've ever had the right personnel to actually lead what it is that they wanted to do in Japan. And they've worked with several developers there, but they've always left a sour taste in people's mouths. And that's the problem. And, and it's a very difficult to get trust back. You, it's not that the Japanese people are sort of, um, you know, don't like anything outside of the US. They embrace the Western culture. What it is in Japan is that they have set rules and ways of doing things, right? And you have to respect them and do them in that way. But I can imagine a US company historically going in and saying, hey, look, we're from America. We're the biggest. You do it our way or there's the highway. And Japan will often show you the door. And and that, that cultural difference, bridging that gap, paying your respects, wanting to enter into that country, they are very, and, and career is very, very similar in that way as well. I spent time in both places. So, And this one, is why the Samsung deal is such a big impact because they are going to basically have Game Pass on their Samsung devices, whether it's a TV, whether it's a tablet, and that will be updated instantly into Japan, and which yeah. means it's there. They can. They don't have to do, as you rightly said, they don't have to worry about, you know, ticking the boxes. They've already found this backdoor entrance. Yep. And then it's it's kind of up to Japan then to choose whether they wish to utilize it. Yep. But as you, it's just that. It's, that app is already going to be on. It'll be a straightforward update to the majority of their latest devices. Bam, it appears one day on their TV screen. They'll be like, oh, what's this? There you go. You've already got some, you know, billions of people looking at it. Absolutely. And how many times a day do you look at your phone? And the, the thing is what Xbox have to do, even though they get people engaged and they have a look at it and they trial the free period, it's, it's 
it's they have to curate the games that pop up on screen, how they look, and let people know that, hey, look, you're trying Game Pass. It's only 10 to $15. And the people that are accessing it, like you said, via the Samsung devices, it's about converting. It's about the conversion rate and, and the strategies behind conversion of those mm -hmm. users from the free trial period and in, that are engaged to turn them into subscribers, right? And then those subscribers telling them, listen, look, you're paying $15, but just for an extra $10 a month, you can have a console at home as well to enhance your gaming experience. And, exactly. and strategies and those, the way that they curate the software, the games that pop up in certain territories, the IPs that are relevant to those territories, I mean, it's a massive job. It's not just Game Pass X Cloud, and if they haven't already built these strategies and designed them, and how they're going to how they're going to get the conversion rate up, and so on and so forth, I'd be shocked. But it's Microsoft at the end of the day. But I will say one thing: the way that Microsoft is set up this time around, I know that the Xbox 360 sold about what 80, 83 million, and the Xbox One X we've lost count because it's at 45 or whatever. But they're definitely set up. Uh, this time around to eclipse those numbers, right? If they if they stick to what they say and and they can regain the trust and more importantly build that brand globally because at the moment, like Stubbs said, it only really is big in in the US. I think yeah, you've I mean, actually hit on a good point here in terms of trust, and this is really probably for everybody, including Warwick. You know, because I think Warwick, you're a bit more of a PlayStation fan than most of us here. Um, yeah. Do you feel right now mm. that PlayStation has slightly burnt you a little bit yes i have but the way i look at it is this sony never likes to be left behind and mm -hmm. the thing is the way i'm saying i know they bought this big deal out with professor and it's a and it's a damn good deal but the thing is that there's no one there's not there's nothing saying that sony couldn't buy think couldn't buy companies like capcom rockstar and stuff like that and build them into their own portfolio portfolio yep. so you know they've they've got the option to do exactly the same as what Sony has. I mean, I mean like Xbox has. Yep. This is a problem. See now, they've been, in fact, Xbox is actually gives Sony a kick up the bum. They said, right, do something, and now they've got to have to retaliate and they're going to have to come back because Sony doesn't want to the, get rid of its own market share. Because I mean they've they've built this market share lead up over the years, and they're not just going to give it away just like that. So I'm assuming they are going to come back with something. I it might be Konami because we're talking about they're talking about they're going to bring out a remake of Silent Hill and stuff like that. Now, if they was to buy Konami and then have Hideo Kojima make Silent Hills, they've got a good winner there. It's the same with Capcom. If they got bought Capcom, they can actually take over the Resident Evil franchise and have that exclusively on PlayStation. There's so many things that Sony can do if they want to. And they have to, do, they I know have to, do they have the funds for it though? I know Microsoft I know they is pretty heavy I know, hitter. I know, I know you brought up a big heavy hitter there, Warwick, with Rockstar, but I'm sorry to say that would be serious money. I think to buy acquire Rockstar games, yeah, you'd probably be talking the region of 50, like it's, 10 it's to the, 50 billion. To, yeah, to but them. what you've got to understand here is for the last 10 or 15 years, Rockstar has said to Sony, we are going to get, we're going to make you an exclusive. Because years ago, they had that game called Agent, didn't they? It's going to be a Rockstar exclusive for PlayStation. Oh, and, it, and it never materialised. But now they've still got this deal with Rockstar saying, you've got to make us a game. So, so I know Sony hasn't got as much money as what uh, Microsoft have, even though they actually do everything. They're into films, music, any gadget on the high street is owned by Sony. 
But that, so, that's yeah. kind of reduced over the years. It was you mean yeah. you got you got twenty thousand. You know, look at you look at the actual uh, MP3 players. They were they owned the actual CD devices. They owned your your personal disc. But you know, that has slightly reduced. And mm. this is where I think like stuff like Samsung mm. have now kind of kicked up. You know, um, and what worried me was that like, is that PlayStation's almost focused their eye. I think maybe they're just focusing. Instead of doing a broad range as you as they did previously, I mean, you'd had your Sony, you had your Sony TVs, you had your Sony soundbars, you had your Sony headsets, you had your Sony everything. It was always there. In the last ten years, I'm seeing less and less Sony devices, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing more Sony in terms of almost studios, game studios, consoles. It's almost like they're they're, they're starting to refocus their attitudes on particular elements rather than maybe say have all their eggs in multiple baskets yeah so I mean, that's like, just my view yeah it's like like when remedy got bought by uh microsoft i was i did not did not like that because i was a big alan wake fan and it was going to be on the pc when it first started um remedy only the rights i don't believe they actually no, got but, but, but when but when i first heard about it i thought they'd own the company but then they realized hang on a minute you're bringing out control on xbox and playstation so obviously it was not uh, you know didn't own the studio you know i mean the thing is with this bethesda deal i'm talking about we'll talk is, about this in a minute it's a big topic we will okay <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is is are they 100 percent Owned by Microsoft, or Who? because Bethesda, because for reason, topics. Then I'll get, I'll get it up. Oh. I think we've all been trying to go towards it. To be honest with you, yeah. all of us be- have been wanting because to talk about it. the way I say it is this: Bethesda have already stated that they are going to publish their own games, which means they can um, publish it on PlayStation, yeah, as well as right. Xbox. I will say now, they will say that for the first two years. Now here we go. Microsoft has a has a. Microsoft have announced the acquisition of Zenimax Media, the parent company of Bethesda Software uh, Softworks, and has expanded its first-party portfolio, which has already grown exponentially over the recent years. But several major AAA studios in one single move, according to to Bloomberg's Jason Schreier, who we all love, <laughs> the deal is worth seven point five billion US dollars. Now that's that's from what I understand, they've acquired all the studios, and although they say Bethesda Publishing, I believe that because Microsoft owned Bethesda, it, even though it's called Bethesda Publishing, mm. that is now owned by Microsoft Publishing. So, yeah. well, actually, yeah, there was will, a picture. On... This, this, this is my stance on it. Yes, the games. I know I've clickbaited the title a little bit about the PS5. That was a bit of a joke, but. Um, for the first two years, or you know, the games are already planned to come out. Yeah, you'll get them, but not everyone's going to agree with me with this one. But I think slowly over the next few years, some of the new games they're building that ain't signed contracts for, that ain't out. I think some of them will get plopped onto the Xbox and PC only. Yeah, now, I don't know who agrees with that, but well, gradually they will do it. I'm not saying every title because Elder Scrolls is bloody massive. So, well, four guys it, with quarters picked up on a big thing. They said, "Why buy a publishing company when you already own a publishing company?" Yeah, know what you're saying. Also, sorry, sorry to put in. Um, welcome, Matt Barnes, and welcome, Invader Game. I'm sorry, I missed you there. Yep, yep. Sorry, carry on. 
See what the thing is now. I, I was watching a lot of videos about this. Now they bought the they bought Bethesda, right? Now they've already said they're going to they're going to keep these two deals with Sony. These two games they're going to have well, time. It's time exclusive. Yeah, but the problem is until they make these games like Starfield and stuff like that, they all they can do at the moment is put old games on the Game Pass. They can't put no new ones because they've they got can exclusive. Put, they they can can't put, put them two games into the, that exclusive deal. Took off. Yeah, so they can, well, they could do DLC. They, they can put do all a lot of DLC. Yeah, sorry, mm. they can put all past and present, just not the timed exclusives. But yeah, when that's the what I mean, I mean the out, for, they for, can for two years, or well, I don't know how long these deals have got, but probably a twelve-month exclusive deal on these games. But for two years, Sony is going to have these games. So they're for at least for two years. They've got they've got all Xbox's got is back catalog. For those particular these... games, it may not necessarily mean games like Starfield, for instance, which are still in development well, or yeah, coming that, up yeah. to release. It's only those two games. That didn't also pick up DLC, which they may still be working on on a variety of different games, which is in that banner. Like, for instance, Doom Eternal, they've already going to release the Ancient Ones DLC. Uh, I think if you either haven't, I think they have already. I'm guarantee you they'll probably have another couple more DLCs. They've already mentioned that they're going to do, in some cases, a spin off, I think. 100%, not 100%, but I think I think there is a lot more in there. It's just that it's not being announced. So whilst you're right, it may not be full-on games quite yet, and that could change over in the next year or so. Long there game, could, be, there could be a plethora of DLC. Yeah. Now, if I'm a, to ask you, I don't like exclusives. I've never really found – I can understand the reason behind it, but I don't really like it. I think if, if 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 they want to curry favour with a lot more people, timed exclusives is the best way, regardless, even if it's DLC. You know, I think, you know, I'd like to see if, even if it was exclusives, and this, this whole Bethesda, you know, uh, buy-off, I'd like to say, I'd like to see Microsoft, and I know that people may not agree with me, you know, but I'd like to see Microsoft say, we've got a year deal, or we've got six months, and then it goes to other publishers. A, also because it's going to bring revenue in. Let's face it, money's money. And they're after money after all. And B, I don't think it will... I think it also bring a bit of goodwill to gamers in general. Yeah. Can I just... Um, Mr. Tushi, you there? I think he's, he's gone for a Stavlite. He's <laughs> just not spoken in a while, that's all. So all, well, all I'm saying is, don't get me wrong. I love this deal because I'm a big, I'm a big um, Elder Scrolls fan. I'm a big Doom fan. I'm a big id Software fan. So all these games for free on Xbox Game Pass, I'm loving it. But the thing is, what I say is this: don't write Sony off just yet. Because, oh, no, no, that means because the thing is, they can, they can do exactly the same as what Microsoft is doing. And this but, is the kind of worry is now: have they set a precedent? Which means it's then going to be a race for acquisition. It's an acquisition war. Who can we buy up? It's not that. You've got to look at the makeup of the two companies, right? See, and we'll go into this more into the second topic. But Microsoft, as a corporation, have have traditionally grown by inorganically, right, through acquisitions. And you only have to go to Wikipedia to see how much money they spent. And then Mm. you've got Sony. And also, look, they've got 23 studios, but obviously some of the studios have got multiple teams, and we're not privy to that. And also you've got Sony. Um, 
who have got, I don't know, 15 studios, and also some of those have got multiple teams in. And Sony and Nintendo, how do they grow? They very rarely make acquisitions. They prefer the organic approach. I mean, if you think about it, seven and a half billion, that's a billion dollars a studio. Are you telling me you can't create studios? And that's the fundamental difference between Sony and Nintendo. They're incredibly creative. They have a creative way of, of producing content, hardware, and, and devices where Microsoft are traditionally um, more of a company that is production-led, right? And hence, you've got the problems with Halo. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why they're keeping hands off of, um, of uh, Bethesda right now, because they're not the best at mergers and acquisitions. And then they've learned from the past. And right now, they need to observe and understand how that company operates over a period of time. You cannot just go in. And um, I think there's a guy called Luke Knighty, right, who's been on a couple of podcasts, and he's in mergers and acquisitions. And he will tell you himself that lots of mergers and acquisitions often fail. And um, everybody that's raised questions today, uh, they're varied, valid questions. And whether they go exclusive, whether they go non-exclusive, whether it's time DLC, whether they take new strategies to sell more hardware, I think there's a place for all of those things and all of those come into play over the next five years or so. Because yeah. You have to look at Bethesda, right? They haven't got the best. A few of the studios have. Tango Softworks, and I think the one in France, the one that's producing a Deathloop, they, they seem to be um, much more budget-driven and timescale-driven, where some of the bigger franchises um, are run a little bit more like Naughty Dog in the sense that, hey, look, you've got a, you've got a timing, you've got a vision, you've got the product, but it's got to be the best that it has. And there's never any time frame, right, when those games are going to get delivered. And, and I think that is one of the biggest culture shocks that uh, Microsoft, and I think one of the hurdles, regardless of the amount of money that they paid, uh, which we can go into later as to why it's worth it or why it's not worth it. But, um, but yeah, they've just got very different approaches. One's organic, one's inorganic, and uh, one's very creative. And Microsoft's problem has always been they've not always been very, very creative. They're just a very production-led company and a very services-led company. So you've got very, very different cultures in both companies. And, you know, whether it's Bethesda today, you know, and whether it's, you know, Sony tomorrow or Nintendo and out Zelda tomorrow, you, you know what? You know what it's like, right? Just yesterday, today's news is more efficient ship newspaper wrapping. Yeah. See, what the reason I say this is because, like you said, remember a few months ago where, where Sony bought into xCloud, didn't it? And actually to use their network. Now, Microsoft does not want to hurt Sony because, they, after all, they, they are, you know, they are partners. I mean, I mean, I mean, Sony owns a pattern on the Blu-ray drives in the in the Xboxes, so they're not at, they are against each other, but they are our partners as well. So why would why would Microsoft let allow Sony to buy into the X Cloud network if they was going to say right, you're not going to have any more of these games? We're having a full exclusive. That's it. You've you're gone. So there's a lot more to this. I mean, they do new they do do games for Nintendo as well. So. This is all, you know, rubbing each other's backs all the time. So they're not actually at war, as a lot of people might think they are. Oh, yeah. they, are <laughs> they are business partners. They're there to make money, even if it's even if it looks like they're not. So, you know. Do you know what I think about the um, let them do the, uh, the the Azure deal? I think it was to stop them making their own infrastructure. Mm. Keep them behind, behind uh, xCloud. But the thing is, the way I say is, like you said, like said do, the, do their own network. That's fine. But the thing is, they must be doing something. They must be, Sony must be doing something 
as well. It's going to help Microsoft. I mean, they both help each other. They're not. I mean, you only got to hear Major Nelson say, you know, we're not we're not enemies. We're partners. We're business did. We're business partners. So, you know, all this, you know, Xbox hates PlayStation, PlayStation, Xbox. no, it's it's crap. Mm-hmm. Fanboys crap. It, 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 our partners are here True. to make money. And they're both both companies are here to take as much money out of your pocket as they can. <laughs> you know, that's... Oh, no, I mean, I think it's, like, it's like the comments that were made a while back. A lot of people misinterpreted the comments when... Mike, when Xbox, uh, Phil Spencer basically said it, he said that, that their competition is Google and Amazon, and people misread it. And what they meant is in the cloud gaming space, if you don't own, I mean, they if you don't own cloud tech servers like Amazon and Google, although Sony is in the cloud space, but they're a customer of Microsoft, that is why they said their competition is Google. And Amazon is because they're the companies that they're against, and you know, in the in the corporate world, and and the servers, you have to own your own to be treated as as one of the big boys. Now Sony rents off them, and they're a partner. That's why. But a lot of the fanboys took it as, oh well, they think they're above PlayStation. Mm. Wasn't the case. It was in reference to cloud gaming. It was because Amazon are coming for cloud gaming. They all yeah. are. After yeah. a matter of time. That, that's what it was meant as. Would you agree with that, VJ, though, as well? Yeah. You know? Sorry? Sorry? Would you agree with You know, a while back when uh, Xbox mentioned about that who Xbox's real competition were, and they wouldn't mention PlayStation, do you think that was still with the cloud because Amazon owned cloud, Google owned cloud, and, no. X- and Microsoft owned cloud? Is that what you think it, it was meant? No, they're... they're... They're extricating themselves from the narrative. That's what they're doing. Oh, okay. Right, because at the end of the day, if, if Sony, if Sony and Nintendo go and sell another 150 or 200 million machines in the PS5 or whatever Nintendo's doing next, they, Game Pass has already tried to get onto those hardware systems already, right? And um, remember, Microsoft offers services, right? Then Sony doesn't have to go to. Um, um, Microsoft. There's just that Microsoft offered them the best deal. They could have gone to Google. They could have gone to Amazon. And um, there was something else I was going to say. Is that um, oh, no? It's gone now. Oh, Alzheimer's. <laughs> uh, but um, but yeah. Look, at the end of the day, right? It's um, for corporations. Uh, if they can help each other out, they will. If if there's money in it, if there's not, then they won't. It, it's quite. It's pretty ruthless, right? These guys, right? But they've also. The thing is. The, the audience, the, the the customer base, the demographic that they're targeting. If this was a, you know, corporation, if they were, okay, they've got 220 million subscribers, right, for Microsoft Office, right, and 40 million of which are consumers, right, and they're all paying $100 each. Now, at the end of the day, from a consumer standpoint, is because anything, any move that they make, it immediately goes on to, onto Twitter, right, from a consumer point of view. We're very, you know, sort of uh, tribal in that sense. But if the other 180 million sort of um, corporate companies that they've got, if they wrong anybody or if they upset anyone or put somebody's prices up, they don't take to Twitter, do they, right? It's just the 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 gaming audience, us consumers, we're very sensitive in that nature, right, in terms of reacting to every single bit of news that they put out. Probably because we ain't got nothing better to do. But, <laughs> but uh, Money you, wins over grudges. Yeah, well, it, it, money... To a degree. Can, yeah, I mean, well, it definitely takes a sting out of being poor. Tell you that, but um, exactly. 
But yeah, at the end of the day, I think at the end of the day, there's deals to be made and Sony are making their own data structures and they are making their own uh, centers as well. So that, that's definitely happening. But how far behind they are and when they will actually launch, I don't know. But it was in their um, in their recent report that they're already investing into that because they know it's important. They can rely on uh, Xbox, but they're obviously wary that Xbox could turn around and say, sorry, not happening today. Right. If it serves their best interest, if they're making more mm -hmm. money increasing their install base by having more software that goes to market they'll just switch the tap off right i mean these things do happen and they happen constantly it's just that we don't monitor the uh, the um, medical industry right we don't monitor the motor industry right but i bet you any money if you went and had a look at those and see how ruthless those guys are uh, at the top and even at middle management down the pyramid is that we haven't seen anything like that in the gaming industry other than maybe some of the efforts that take two and ea do right when they occasionally pop up in terms of of how they treat developers you only have to look at obsidian right they they were they were hand to mouth right through bethesda through take mm -hmm. two they were all hand to mouth and the one game one bad game from going away right until microsoft came along so microsoft is doing a lot of good for the industry as well and you have to understand if they're going to engage if they really are going to engage three billion users and bring a mass audience to gaming and to console gaming do you not think that nintendo and sony are going to benefit from that as well yeah, <laughs> most definitely. Most definitely. One thing that does kind of pick up. Pop is... in a minute. We... I'm really confused here, right? You know, I told you guys I was, I was turned down for all, all, um, all access. Yeah, when I got through, mm. got an email. So I've been declined. Yeah. Mm. Also, the the finance companies uh, set uh, set up a direct debit for the Xbox. So now well, I'm, really, I'm if, really, if confused. you've got a receipt, if they've taken money, that could be classified as your receipt. I Double check. See, see I, I was declined, and they set up a direct. Now I've got a message from the bank saying your direct debit has been set up, and it's the finance company for the ones that are doing the all access. But they said I, I wasn't allowed to have it. But now they've set up. They've set up the bank details, so I don't know what to do. Do I cancel it or I, do I leave it? Get in touch with them. Yeah. It's get in touch with them. One. I told you the moment they said they took you debit, they, they classified you as debited. That is almost a receipt. Hmm. The system's gone through, and so in the way it should be now is that should Smith and should then um, honour the deal because they've ticked the box, they've taken your cash. I'm not saying you know. I'm looking now to see what, what they've done. <laughs> uh, one thing that does kind of think it does kind of hit home back onto this Bethesda deal sort of thing yeah. is. I really hope Microsoft doesn't do a DNA. You know, I, I hope they, I hope because I really hope they don't do an EA where they just bring them in and they start fiddling with them and it just, their productivity goes down the pan. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think as VJ said, he said they need to keep hands off. Maybe the odd, we'd like this, but I, they should really just back off. They've got something, let them do their own thing. Right, now I'm going to say something now. Now, when I heard this deal about the Bethesda, now I heard Sony Xbox got it. Not because I'm a Sony fan, it's because of what Just to Sony. Clarify, people, Warwick yeah. has an Xbox One X. He has yes, got an Xbox. Uh, yes, but the thing <laughs> is, the reason why I'm saying this is because it's because of what they had problems with with Lionhead Studios, the Fable, when they closed them down. Because to me. When they buy a good studio, and if that studio does not perform and by bringing out decent games, they close them down. Now, is this going to happen with Professor? This is what's worrying me. You know, because well, I think that was the that was the previous leadership, though. 
Yeah. I don't. I'm, I'd like to think Phil's different from what uh, we've seen from Phil. I think he's a little bit more intuitive. The previous leadership was, you don't perform, you're out. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I've got some uh, controversial thoughts in that regard, but when we cut, when we we'll get to it. Oh, we're about to say it now. Go on. Bethesda thing. Yeah, I'll let everyone else have their say first. Do you want your say, Mr. Tushi? That's it. All right, Mr. Tushi. Where is he? Mr. Tushi. Are you there? I reckon he's stuffing his face with a Mackie D's as we speak. Oh, Mackie D's and a Savloy. He just put himself on mute. He's obviously up for something. Do you know what? He could have been absolutely shouting for the last 25 minutes and not realised. Are you there? Speak of the devil. Hello. There you go. What's your thoughts on this whole deal? Yes. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, Yes. Hey. Uh, Personally. Now, guys, I'll I'll get your thoughts in a minute. Also, (laughs) let's just add one extra thing in from the Bethesda deal that people ain't highlighting. It's 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 the tech that they've also got from the deal. It's called Orion. And it's mm-hmm. a technology for next generation streaming because apparently, according to Windows Central, Microsoft's own streaming tech, Project X Cloud, is potent, is outright, as it only streams up to 720p at 30 frames per second. However, this new tech cons- that they've acquired can do 4K60 streaming for gaming. So, with that in the mix, Mr. Tushi, what do you think? Well, I'll start off with the with the first question. Um, yeah. I personally think uh, they're going to. Well, obviously, they'll do, uh, Sony have their deal with the two exclusives. Um, get that out of the way, and I since as soon as that's done, they go straight into Game Pass. Um, yep. Personally, I think they are just going to literally every single game is going to stick on Xbox and PC. Um, they're after the big numbers. They're after the billions of gamers. They're not going to do that by sticking them on other consoles. They want the gamers on their own on their own ecosystem. Yeah, and I agree with you. I, I think when the new Elder Scrolls come out, it'll be Xbox exclusive, Fallout 5, and so on. The ne- next Doom Eternal 2, or whatever it's going to be called, going to be called exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Because I, I think a lot of this Xbox, is, I mean, the reason I say it is I think, I think, the Microsoft CEO's got a lot to do with it. The the aggressiveness, because mm-hmm. uh, I've I've heard VJ mention on I don't know whose podcast it was that he's on of all of them. Yeah, <laughs> Microsoft's basically the biggest product is I think it's called Microsoft Three Six Five subscriptions. Yep. The end goal for Xbox at Game Pass is to eventually the end game few years away is to have everyone Xbox digital. And locked into the subscription model, yep. and physical will be gone. Uh-huh. That's the end goal. It will be the end goal for everybody once the infrastructure is in mm. place. Yep. It's not at the moment, but it's just an option at the moment. It's a brilliant option. I can I can tell you that. Um, anyway, onto the um, tech side, um, I can see that as one of the the things that brought their eye regarding take, buying the um, the whole deal uh, was because because of that Orion. Um, what do you call it? The tech streaming for, uh, for, for, for streaming, like because of the uh, they can produce 
like higher frames, higher lower latency as well, isn't it? I believe. Uh, running yes. at four, at 4K as well. Yeah, that, apparently it says here who are leading development for, for this. For demo, they've demonstrated it apparently. They've demonstrated Doom 2016 on this technology running at 4K, 60 frames per second, running on a smartphone. Mm-hmm. And it was shown in the presentation. So it's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. thing is, with friends, the text there, my screen's a 4K 60 screen on that. So the text there already. So if they've got the tech to push the stream to the devices, it's a win-win. This is why I said, I think, from a previous podcast, if they partnered with GeForce Now, because their streaming device is absolutely solid, on their GeForce streaming there now, it is, wherever you go, even it seems to be, even on your 4G, I never had a problem with it. xCloud, depending where you was, it did seem to stutter. With um, xCloud, um, at the moment, I have a 600 meg connection at home, and I have no issue oh. with xCloud at all. <laughs> Sure oh, yes. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you've just, uh, you know, wow, 600. So, so, I, I used to have a 15 meg connection when um, xCloud first came into beta, and it was all right on slow games, but when I played Halo 5, it was absolutely impossible to play. But when I upgraded my internet, purely because of xCloud mainly, I went on version. I paid the same price and getting, well, six, six, 680, I get the tops. And, you, you must have fiber optics in your you must be yeah, yeah, it must be yeah. Yeah, fiber optics in your area oh yes top package well apart from the i haven't got the gigabit isn't available here at the moment but it's close Jesus but any but anyway um i only pay 40 quid a month for it as well that's that's cheap for, for virgin <laughs> media from what i've heard yeah, it's yeah but remember, it only happens where you've got fiber optics and not Many places. Oh, okay. I'd end, say probably, end, probably about 30%, end, end. 30% of the UK. Yeah. Because most of the country's got this bit where they pay for the rollout. But what they actually did was they left the copper wire in and they literally stick fiber optic cable on the end of the copper wire in the box. <laughs> it's not <laughs> true fiber, it's a bodge no. job. But they, they got no, the it isn't. It's with sellotape. <laughs> do you remember that mm-hmm. time where, uh, where well, I'm not going to say where I live, but remember that time when they had that little uh, place who never had any internet and they bought their own oh, network? I, I won't say where it is, people, but yeah. where, where I live, uh, well, in the, the area about 20 mile radius, there's a, there's an estate that's full of Bob really Regis. No, Bob the Regis, it's yeah. Where yeah. The rich, rich, rich people live, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and no, they all I, have I, one, they have a one gigabyte connection. No, it's not one. It's um, what was it? One they, terabyte. It's a terabyte. Terabyte, terabyte down connection. and a terabyte up. And, Jesus Christ! And what it is, they could, they couldn't get BT to come in and actually put a network in their street. So they built. They put. They got all the money together. They built their own little. They got this big green, the big green boxes outside the outside the state. And yeah, they got a terabyte down and terabyte up. And I, and there's me. About. Uh, 500 yards away and I'm still stuck on old uh, BT. <laughs> I'm gone gutted I was. But, but so back to the xCloud. Um, yeah. Since the new internet now, it's absolutely flawless. I've, I use it in the truck when I'm on a night out on 4G. It's <laughs> get no issues. And the thing is, because I've got PS now as well, whenever I use that, even with a 600 meg connection, I can't play a fucking game on there. Oh, yeah. Oh. 
surprising because like you said like i said earlier i mean i stream it so you know i don't know how it works but then again I mean, I how, much up, how, much, how much upload you got and all that on it and all that about, about 60 uh, I don't know then, mate. But like I said, I mean, I've done, I've done multiple streams where I stream PlayStation. Oh, now. I'm not as great. impressed anymore. 600 down, but 60 up. Oh. Yeah, it's half and half, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, with, uh, with PS Now, um, I played um, I played Uncharted on there, and it was yeah. just stuttering loads. But when I played um, Daytona USA, that kind of worked, but it was still stuttering. Like you, mm. you, when you see on the screen, you turn left next to me, you're facing the wall. And like you, you've crashed this. Now it's, I, 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 I even bought a year's year subscription. And I don't even use it anymore. Yeah. But well, I have to try to with infrastructure. You know, yeah. if the infrastructure's not there, it doesn't matter. You know, it's it's all these. I think both Sony and Xbox are looking towards the next ten years, and they're going, where do we need to be? And so both have slightly different ways of going about it. Uh, in the end, though. Every gamer, I mean, Jesus Christ, the games we've got in this this last this what last year alone. <laughs> it's incredible. I do I do personally believe this is going to be the generation. Tell me if I'm wrong. Where, say you're a PS5 gamer, you might pick up the Series X, and say you got the Xbox One uh, Series X. This gen, you may pick up a PS5. I think this is a gen where more people will have both both consoles. I could That's be wrong, great. but you know. Stubbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is, um, the way that people are, uh, Xbox gamers usually buy an Xbox and a PlayStation. PlayStation guys, they just buy a PlayStation only. But I think this this generation round, it's going to be e- evenly fifty fifty, not fifty fifty, but I think more PlayStation guys are going to buy more Xboxes this gen. I think so here. because because like we were talking the other day because I was we were talk, well actually earlier via WhatsApp. And uh, we were talking about how the Xbox Series S hasn't sold very well, and everyone, everyone's laughing. It's because it's actually meant not meant for the people that pre-order. It's not meant for the hardcore. It's meant for the the parents that are impulse buying for the kids for Christmas at two hundred forty-nine pounds. Now, come Christmas, you won't be able to get this for love nor money. I'm telling you that there'll be bots buying them up soon. They'll be they'll be, be waiting for them to, to be completely sold out. And all, all the parents and people for Christmas will be after them because soon the marketing for when that comes out, the marketing for the S, I could be wrong, is going to be ramped up to the max about this game pass. And you can play yeah. COD and FIFA on it. And that's who they're aiming at in Fortnite. They all ramp it up to the maximum. But apparently, mm-hmm. I don't know much, but apparently the Series S actually costs more. They lose more on that than they do on the Series X, apparently. Really? So I've, I've heard they like they lose more money on the S than they do the X. Yeah, so so I, had a similar sort of thing. <clears throat> I had a similar sort of thing for the PlayStation's um, discless drive. In fact, they're they're actually they they prefer you to go for the discless drive because they lose a bit more money on the, uh, the disc version. Shops don't. No, PlayStation I had a, I had a story <laughs> of Flemish where he said that he went to his local in Belgium, his local shop, and they actually had a go at him because he wanted to buy a PlayStation. Mm. Digital, they said to him, What are you doing? What, what do you mean? You won't come if you buy a PS5 digital, you won't walk through back through that door again. Are you trying to kill us and all this and that? Apparently, that was, was a very small out. outlet, though. I know they, they're, they're working more, on small margins, yeah, but there could be more than that, though. Doing it, you know, 
Why do you think? Why do you think I won't go to game shops no more? I haven't been game shops in a long time. They're ashy. You go through the door and they're on you. 2012. Last time I bought something out of them. I know. Never you, and never again. You want a new game? I want it new. No, you sure you don't want it pre-ordered? I mean, pre-owned for a five or less. No, I want it new. Do you want to buy this Mad Cat's controller? No. <laughs> it's, like, it's like me with the Xbox. Now, I haven't pre-ordered a Series X or Series S because I've got an Xbox One X, as Storm said earlier. But the thing is, in a couple of months' time, I'm going to get a top gaming rig. So I can still get all the lovely Game Pass games you on can. my PC. Mm-hmm. And and I've, in a couple of years' time, when Fable comes out, then I probably will get myself a Series X when the price goes down. But at the moment... I can't. I can't justify buying one at the moment because if I get a game rig, I'm going to get it better anyway. So I mean, you know, they're, I mean, no. they're not really. If you're on PC, you want to play their games on PC. You know, that's kind of what they want. If you want to buy the game in PC, and that kind of fits into their business model. You know, does that does that mean that Fable's console exclusive then? But I no. do believe though you'll miss no. out on the medium because from what I understand, the medium's actually an Xbox Series X exclusive. Not that's correct. That's, I think it's timed on I time uh, Castle, it. I believe. Well, if it is, it is. But like it says, I mean, I mean, the thing is, I should be out. I'll get the best of both worlds. So, you know, oh, to me, it's, bring, it's, it's bringing all the games to me. So I love it. I love it. I mean, I'm, I will still continue to buy things for Sony if they don't, unless they book, don't book their ideas up. But uh, I'm going to loving it. I'm saving me a lot of money. So. The finished generation, the winners been the gamers. Let's face it, regardless oh, yeah. of what platform you 100%. are, the winners have been the gamers. You've got people who are struggling for money at the moment. The prices, and we've got to give we've got to give props to both Sony and PlayStation. They have put in very competitive prices, and they have uh, helped. I suspect a lot of families who are struggling. To get you know the next generation, I think this this will be the intake from a lot more people. Uh, generally, I think they both have whether they need whether they've done it. I don't. I suspect they probably haven't done it out of the goodness of hearts. <laughs> it's more competition than anything else. But this generation has definitely been one of the best prices, and I probably don't think we've seen a good a price like this. What since two thousand thirteen, maybe anyone. Mm-hmm. But when you say when you say a good price, the thing is, I've said this with stubs a few times. I'm worried about the SSD external drives. How much they're going to cost? They've actually released that now. They've said it's the hundred. Which console you want? I'm worried about. Well, primarily be PS5 because I know you can get one terabyte, two terabyte, and a three terabyte cartridge. You released their prices on the SSDs now. How much are they? Hundred fifty nine pounds. What's that one for? Terabyte. One, one, one terabyte. terabyte. That's still a lot yeah. of money, though. That's still a lot of money. Yeah, but well, think really, if you look, people ain't thinking about it. You know, the Series S is cheap. Yeah. But to get the memory you actually need, you sometimes you might as well just buy the Series S X. You know what I mean? Mm. The thing is, because it's on NVMe SSD drives, so fast. I know because it's new PC technology. But the thing is. It's going to be you're going to have to bite the bullet because remember how many games you can store on a on a five twelve uh, stick, well, three or four games, and it's full. So you're going to have to get a big SSD drive to plug into it sometime, and it's going to cost you a lot of money. For what? Well, not necessarily. 
on the PS5, I could be wrong. This is all rumor and speculation from people that have claimed to be insiders. Is there is no expandable SSD for the PS5? You have to go into the PS5 and physically remove it and put a, a oh, it's interchangeable. interchangeable. I thought there were slots at the back. Yeah, but I've heard that, that that you can't actually buy them. You have to take the the memory. I could be wrong, but what's surfacing online? You have to open it up, remove it, and put the high the higher one in. Well, it's like PC stubs. I mean, PC them them SSDs, NVMEs, they actually sit on the motherboard. That way, yeah. there's no there's no latency. There's no between like a, like a USB hard drive or a cable. You got latency between the ca- from the unit from the cable to the machine, but if we, when it's on the motherboard, there's no it's zero latency. That's what they want, so they can get zero load times. That's the reason why it's on the motherboard. So yeah, and let's, no. let's face it, the SSD is going to come down in price, regardless of what it is at the moment. If you look on Amazon now, I know it's not a, not as much SSD regards to the actual console. But if you look on generally in terms of SSDs, they're around for one terabyte, around the hundred pound mark, which is about one hundred twenty dollars. You imagine the amount of people who are now going to be rushing out to buy these SSDs, they will drop in price. And before yeah. long, I suspect, probably by March next year, you'll be able to get a three terabyte for 160. Mm. I hope <laughs> you do. I, I, really, I, I hope we do. I just want to go on another point. VJ, sorry we escalated there. Did you have any more points on Professor? I'm, I actually got a point, but it's a really long one. I don't know if I've got time for it today. So. Oh, crack up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I said crack on. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't ca- catch your stubs there. Talk. Oh, you, you can, you can, uh, <laughs> you can do it if you want, if or not, it's up to you. It's, it's incredibly long. Uh, yeah, it might take about two days to read it all. That's all. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah, but um, but yeah, no, it's been really good today because I, I it's getting late over there, right in England. I don't know what time you guys go to bed. It's half eleven. It's half eleven. Yeah, we'll be up until about three AM. Oh my god! Yeah, I've got it. <laughs> I always, I always turn the show on before, before Xbox Beyond the Box uh, still rain uh, starts. <laughs> I don't. It varies how the chat's going. People seem to be liking the show tonight. Thanks for stopping by, everyone. It's been a fun chat so far. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, gaming yep. difficulty with cerebral pause just actually asked a question says can i plug my current external ssd into my series x games and all be gtg no not like not, well not, the games the games on the ssd which are available now probably be, but you're not gonna if you want the speed you have to install them onto the hard drive i'm assuming in, in turn can, can I jump in on it? yeah um, that's correct what you said. Um, all Series X games will have to run on the internal SSD or a proprietary S- uh, memory card. If you've got an external SSD, you can in- in- uh, leave all your um, Xbox One games on there, plug it in, and if you want to load, what I've heard is what if you want to load a, um, a game from the external SSD with your Xbox One games, it can, it can uh, transfer within seconds and st- Start playing instantly. Mm. Um, that's the non-volatile memory express for you. Very fast. Yeah. Uh, one more thing before um, before we change subjects. Um, it's on the uh, PS5 SSD, um, internal SSD. Uh, would you really want all your customers uh, stripping the PlayStation down to uh, bolt a SSD to the motherboard? Really? I think 
Well, I know what you're saying, but remember, yeah. remember Stop the PlayStation. That. Remember the PlayStation Four Pro and all that. It was very easy to take the top off. Maybe they do it so you can you can actually upgrade it without, without forwarding the warranty because you, you don't want to get the old uh, screwdriver in there too much. <laughs> no, fuck that. <laughs> no. Can you imagine like everyone's on YouTube trying to figure out how to do it and stuff. Uh, just... <laughs> <laughs> what I could do a video. So you've got to put the screw in here whilst holding this button there. Use the blue tech to push that open out of the way. Then you can get the. <laughs> yeah, but there, there will be a uh, option for PS5 expansion. But at the moment, there's no tech out there that can do it. Even like a 400 quid external one table SSD top speed, it still won't. Because when you, it when still won't first... work. When they first announced the PS5, you see them little cartridges, one terabyte, two terabyte. Oh, this is yeah. going into the back, just like a little no. memory card. <laughs> <laughs> it's because they picked such an expensive SSD, the fastest in the world, that they think they went a bit too far there. They should have went slightly slower. 5.8? Is it 5.8 gigabytes per second? 5.5. Do you know what they should have done? They should have stuck to... They well, they should have dropped the speed down to 3.5. 3.5, you could pick up any... M- uh, any uh, SSD off the shelf, the MVM, MVNE one, and just plug it in. They're easier to mm. find than a 5.5, which ain't even out yet. Which I think it's a stu- stupid mistake. That's what's weird me, because they might be trying to get you to say, well, you can only use our SSDs, nobody else's. Bingo. It did take a long time for uh, PlayStation to allow third party uh, hard drives on the PS4, didn't it, Warwick? It took a while, yeah. They had to have an update, yeah. But the thing is, you can't like you can't like daisy chain say one or two or three. You, you can only use one at a time, which is a bit of a bugger. So, mm-hmm. so why could you not then? And this is probably a question for everybody here, because this is a question: Could you not get yourself an SSD hub and connect it? Admittedly, you've latency, got that connection. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the bit, slight down. latency through your con- your main connection, or you make it to the point where at least for the the on the xbox we've got the ssd slot could you have an ssd hub which connects straight to the ssd slot again it's a little bit of a minor the thing is that they'll, they'll be something some third party company i do something so we can clip into the back of it somehow there'll be something coming out always yeah true there'll always be something coming out to do something also the um the 159 price for the xbox external and um, that's going with the going price of a one table ssd anyway so I'm happy with the price. Oh, I, I was expecting hundred, and that was my that was my expectations. I take a big L on that. I'm sixty pound under, but 160 ain't bad. I'm going to pick one up. I think for now. So that's what yeah. I said about people who buy the uh, Xbox One S. I mean, it's two ninety nine, but it probably if you chop if you chuck another two hundred dollars on there, you're going to have some decent storage with it. Oh, definitely. I mean, the problem is the majority of people that buy that won't think about that. I mean. The majority of them will just play Fortnite. I mean, I'm going to mention Call of Duty, but I know it's massive. Oh, yeah, 100 gigabytes. Mm. Well, actually, we can ask the Call of Duty master. Uh, Mr. Tushi, what is it currently at on the Xbox? Uh, last, time I, last time I checked, is 184 gigabyte on the Xbox <laughs> One X. Oh, shit. You, you, well, the problem is, Warwick, do you know why it's so high? Because they force you to have Call of Duty Modern Warfare in... Warzone. That's what if, yeah. if they'd removed it and made it a standalone it's the same, game, it wouldn't same be long. PlayStation. Because when yeah. I've got my Modern Warfare installed on the PlayStation, I I downloaded Warzone, but I couldn't use it without the disc. Unless I installed oh, it all okay. out. Disc oh, one of them. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I downloaded Warzone. And then I put it, put the disc, and it says, "Oh, you must insert your wars, your modern warfare disc to play Warzone, even though it's a free download." That's stupid as that. Wow, that's, that's really? Cool. Yeah, that's probably, I'm wow. sure it's not like that on the Xbox. You know, no, it probably yeah, it's probably better, mate. But like it says, I'll, I'll get really now. If I now on the Xbox, I've got the Xbox. I've downloaded uh, COD on that. Works fine. Just click on it, it boots straight up because it's a free game. But, the thing is, though, there's um, there's a few things in the with the the PlayStation and Xbox regarding downloads and stuff. There's, there's one thing that PlayStation does, um, which I think is uh, pathetic in, in this day and age. Is say for example, I had Spider Man on disc, right? Yeah. I installed it. Um, I I didn't play it. I thought oh, I know I'm going to love this game because everyone rages about it. So I I, I um, brought it on download. So when I brought it on download, because I, I hate I hate discs. Mm. Um. No, when, when I clicked the um, button download, I went to click on my install, and it wouldn't play. It says you yeah. don't own you don't own this. And so also, each, each and game also, has two SKUs. Every game. It's yeah, pathetic. and also if you've got the dig- if you've got the disc version of a game installed, and then you download the digital version, the game save for the disc version is different to the digital version. It won't let really? you lose it. It won't <laughs> let you use it. Isn't so this you have stuff to- quite concerning? This is pathetic. PS5 digital. But you know this mean? is the thing. I say on Xbox. You say if I had bought Modern Warfare and I bought it and and add it on disc, I install it. I chuck the disc away and I buy it as a download. I can just literally just click on it and it just play straight away. Anything, not no issues whatsoever. Yeah. But on PlayStation, there's all these little fiddly things like as there's two downloads for each game. Yeah. When if you don't own the right one, it's it's stupid because they don't have to install uninstall the game and install install it again. Just hopefully, to play it. something they uh, they once they let uh, you know the PS Five. Hopefully, this is an issue that they've uh, they've corrected. Hopefully, yeah. In the chat, well, Matt, uh, Matt, I totally agree with you. They're going to be crazy expensive. Well, especially I think I think that yeah, might Matt Barnes, When they release these <laughs> prices, they're going to you know it's the, the internet's going to break. You know, one terabyte. I'm calling now. We'll be rushing on five hundred quid. I would. I, I wouldn't worry because I reckon in the next year or two, PlayStation will do their own PlayStation, PlayStation Play Pass. It'll be the subscription <laughs> version of Xbox Game Pass. You're integrated with Game Pass. Pass. You're in that Play Pass. <laughs> You're in the Play Pass. Do you know what? No I'm, tra- I'm trying to hold it. <laughs> do you think, no boys, one day we'll ever see a thing where every game is on a single platform? That was incredible. What, I wish. So, Sony, Nintendo, and Xbox all doing the same game. So, yeah, I just don't know what, what platform you got. They've all got the games. That will only happen if they focus on being software and they export it out to a hardware company. So you'll, you'll have an external hardware company who will create the box and then everyone then just – it could be like your TV, for instance, and then, all, then your service, either PlayStation, Nintendo, or Xbox – will then be placed on that. Mm. And then you'll have, I think that's where it's going to go. It's going to be your TV will be your device. Yeah, as, as long as you don't let Apple use it, uh, do it. <laughs> Definitely. On this topic, uh, me and Stubbs tweeted about this on Twitter and we, we, we even lost followers. I lost a load of followers because I said, I'd love to have, all excuses playing all games. I made a video on, on, on all console. I, I, I triggered a few people. I just yeah, thought, and if you actually heard the video, I did say 
in an ideal fantasy land world, I'd love a console where you could play all games and there was no exclusives. And I did say after, in reality, this would never happen. But obviously, people don't like to hear what they hear. Oh, you're fucking living in, you know what I mean? All this and that. It's called PC War. Yeah, but the thing is, is that legit or is that emulators and ROMs? Mm. Yeah. (laughs) You could, yeah. (laughs) Swift in in, uh, topics. Does everyone like the fact that I'll talk with VJ here? Do you like the fact that um, Xbox has finally got a share button on a new controller? <laughs> Hang on, but still my heart. I think that is a question from <laughs> Mr. Tushi. Yeah, go ahead, Tushi. Yeah, yeah, it is. Right. Um, with the share button, um, I think it's a, it's a really good idea. Um, PlayStation done it first, which was good as well. Um because on the Xbox, you have to press the home button and then you press Y for a screen patch or press oh, X for a vi- video. Yeah. But some, um, I think there's two games I know of, uh, well, I've noticed, but um, Outer Worlds is one where if you if you press the home button to do a screenshot, it takes a screenshot of the pause screen. So it's it doesn't really work on that one game. But uh, most of the games, it works fine. But it's, with a spare button, you're just going to press one less button. That's all it is. But, but it's a good question. idea. My question to that is now I've got an Xbox One X. I haven't got a share button. How do I do it? Um, you have to hit your. You'll have to hit your X power button, and yeah. it will come up with three options: screenshot, uh, record the last two minutes, or whatever you set it as, as, mm. and then share. Okay. Um, oh, here's another question for you. Now right. this share, this share button. Is Microsoft going to do a uh, a built-in? streaming something like they did with mixer directly in the in the uh in the interface like sony did with um with their you know sharing their live streaming from the playstation because before it was done by twitch wasn't it a twitch app or or you could do it through mixer now do you think they're going to integrate a system where it's directly in you know you know the Who, interface what the platform would you 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 want streaming because if you're going to make well, you know what you know, word, you know, you know, you know what it's going to be it's going to be Facebook isn't it no no because they've already said that because people are asking well does that mean Facebook gaming is going to be all over my Xbox and Xbox mm. said no oh, now fair. if anyone's going to say is it going to be YouTube my answer is 100 billion percent no chance on earth. Google I and Microsoft. Say it was then. <laughs> Microsoft. <laughs> I, I would. I would want to. Vice versa. They're, they're corporate enemies. It will never happen. So what? It, what do you think it's going to be then? Twitch. It'll be Twitch. Just be Twitch again. Well, it Twitch a- actually does still work. It actually or does. Trobo. It's, it, it is kind of hidden slightly, Trobo but possible. actually, if you, uh, yeah. Oh. I think has anyone actually thought of, what's what's the recent news that come out is uh, what's people's thoughts on this? You can download a game on Xbox without owning it. This is an excellent then, idea. Do you want me to go with this one? Yeah, you go. For it. I've just got to shout someone out. Someone new in the chat. Welcome, Apex Chief. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, you can run with that if you want. Um, right then, imagine, for example, um, you're short on cash. Payday is um, on Friday, it's Wednesday, and there's a game that's coming out, and it's 120 gig, for example. Uh, you can download the game a couple of days before, and and you can't. it'll come up on the screen like normal if you don't own it, 
um, come payday once you pay for that once you brought it you pay for that license you can instantly fire it straight away same with when something comes out and get you say for, um, for example uh, we know Doom Eternal is coming very soon to Game Pass I could go on the app store download Doom Eternal which can be done now we can download it and then once it comes on Game Pass I can play it straight away oh, that's good there more now I ain't played that yet nor me I can't wait for it me either, but I want to PC because if you see what's where uh, optimized that game is on the RTX 3080s, but 200 odd frames per second or something on full ultra settings, it looks amazing. I can, I can believe it. So optimized, id Software have done such a good job on it. Well, there was, I just recently watched, uh, I can't think of who his name was, but he was doing with the RTX 80 and he's uh, he was testing out 8K gaming on a mm. specialized PC. Yeah. And that. I was like, 8K gaming. Because there is, there's some 8K TVs out there. And I'm like, <laughs> is, yeah, it gonna, P- is, this, is this what's going to happen now? The next, every two years, it's going to be 8K. Two years' yeah, time, 16K. 8K is away. 32K. 8K is what PC is in at the moment. I mean, you're not going to get an 8K console. You know, playing, you're not going to, Xbox Series X, you're not going to play 8K games. That's not no, going to no happen. Chance. That's not going to happen in the world. 8K video, maybe. You'll get 8K Netflix, but you're never going to get 8K games, no way, because it's not bad enough. So. You'll be lucky, maybe Limbo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the black and white. Yeah. yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I'm saying is at the moment, the generation jumps, or I should say the visual jumps, are coming so quickly, so swiftly. Um, Keeping up with that is going to be hard for either company. Mm. Mm. You see how, how, I mean, you think about it, you know, 4K, that's kind of come in, what, say the last probably two, three years. 1080pi or 1080p was five or six, or even probably, what is it, five years ago, five, six years ago. It's, it's, it's halving. The time in which these jumps are happening is halving and halving and halving and halving. Yeah. So I feel, I mean, it's <laughs> going to get to the, it's going to, the worry I get is that it's going to be, say, five years down the line, it'll be, yeah, okay, uh, the next console is going to have to be go to uh, 32K. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you know, you can see that with the TVs, you know, they're jumping very, very quickly. I bought a QLED 4K about right. two years ago. I, I, you know, I was lucky enough to get it. Um, and now it's already at date. The new yeah. one's got variable refresh rate. The new ones have got, you know, Dolby Digital. You know, it's like they are dis- and even trying to – people aren't made of money. So people, the general population, keeping up with that is just you're, – you're jumping from almost one extreme to the other. The <laughs> thing is, the majority hasn't uh, moved up to 4K yet, so I won't yeah. worry about it's 8K 14, at least 14, 10 years. See, what you've got to understand oh, is – well, most people, even the big streamers, don't stream at 4K or 1440p. No, it's they 1080p. It's 1080p because it, yeah. most people won't be able to watch the streams because it gets all stuttery if they haven't got a decent connection. So there's no way on earth they could actually upload in 4K and stream it. Right? They wouldn't be able to do it in this kind of, not this day and age anyway. Well, even creating videos in 4K, the, the absolute data, the actual, uh, if you add to a 1080p video, it can be around uh, probably you know, like two or three gigabytes. If I do 4K, that's double, trebled. Mm. I mean, <laughs> in terms not, of data it's alone. Not, but it's, for streaming, 4K is not on the horizon for a long time yet. Oh, most definitely. Welcome, Wars Stu. 
Thank you for the invite. Invite? You messaged me saying, <laughs> let me in. That means he really wants to say something. He's, he's got something to say. Come on, then. Yeah, he, he's, he's going to say, I'm now 100% Xbox. I'll go on mute for a minute. I, I just got another Twitch uh, subscri- a subscriber. Is that what you've come on to tell everybody? No, that's I've got nothing to say. That's all I've got to say. Oh. Really? Well, didn't you have a particular conversation with someone? I saw on your t- you tweeted about you tweeted about. Was it Warner uh, Brothers? Uh, I think. Oh, Warner Brothers. Yeah, that was weeks ago now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Warner Brothers. <laughs> them of course those peasants <laughs> uh, they actually uh, they actually blacklisted me no oh, uh, oh, oh okay sorry but not, any, but, not any, but, but not anymore oh okay that's what the meeting was about but whilst i was blacklisted that had nothing to do with wb games this was wb studio completely different division but yeah it was just a misunderstanding Right, meeting. Oh, I mean, did, you, did, you, did you go down and see them, or was it like a conference call? It, it was a meeting. Well, I, well, because of the pandemic, they're not doing face-to-face meetings. Um, no, it was like a meeting call. Very weird, though. You had to dial a number into AT and T, and then dial a password, and then yeah, like literally had to dial four different numbers in once once I find it. Very interesting. But that's not what I had to say, actually. That's right, then. Come on. What you got to say? All ears. About what? Oh, you, <laughs> you said you were sort of saying. Why you came in? <laughs> well, no. I seen you were streaming, so I thought I'd come in. Oh. So, what's, what's your th- thoughts on What's your thoughts on the pre-order then? Either either platform. And have you pre-ordered any of the consoles? No, because I've got a PC. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Win-win. My, my opinion on uh, the pre-orders, I, I don't think either company did well. Ooh. Because oh, I know people personally, I know people personally that tried to get the X that couldn't get it. And I know people that tried to get the PS5 and couldn't get it. So it's like Xbox told you when everything was going to crash, and PlayStation didn't tell you when everything was going to crash. So <laughs> did either do better? Yeah. May, but I don't know because Xbox messed up. Well, it wasn't Xbox; it was the retailers. They didn't release the stock in some places in the UK till later in the day, and yeah, it was a mess. Uh, I think they both did it badly, but they never could do it in a good way. And as I say, as I said to Stubbs earlier, Warstone, there's five PS5s on eBay right there for you to get hold of. There is. I'll be going <laughs> through eBay, reporting each one individually. You've got to drop See, four digits. This, this, this does confuse me. I saw numerous people on Twitter, and they were like, yeah, yeah, here's my, I've got my second pre-order, I've got my third pre-order, I've got my fourth pre-order. I've ordered both systems. And I'm like, dear God, how much money have some people have got? And A, it's like, why do you need multiple uh, multiple devices? Why do you Two need four? Scalper, isn't it? Exactly. I'm saying in, in Belgium where he, uh, and the Netherlands, apparently um, the X is still available. Wow. Mm. Well, the S was available on Amazon last night till 10pm. I don't know why. Yeah. Why do you think that is? 
There's no one to want the ass. I don't know. No, it's for the casuals and the people. Well, by the time the launch comes, you won't be able to get an S or an X for love nor money. You won't. Because although it's all pre-orders, they, shops will buy stock for people to people that want to try and walk in day one. They buy additional stock. They will. I don't know if you'd be able to walk in day one. I don't know. Oh, no. I mean, it's very, risk, very risky, but I do think some shops will put stock aside for people to walk in because people would try and get it anyway, I'm telling you. But then they only have like 10 units anyway in most small places. Yeah. Like speaking to people over in America who I know, like they said most of the shops had 10 to 15 units. It's the same here. It's the same everywhere for both consoles, really. Whereas VJ said, they, I think they woefully under... So they woefully underestimated and they really should have possibly paused for a couple of months and did a release then. VJ couldn't get a PlayStation or an Xbox, you know. Really, VJ? You couldn't get a PlayStation? No, it's, it's murder out here, honestly. There's, there's the luckiest guy in the world. They're just completely unprepared. I, I'm okay. I'm not, I'm not like uh, crazy about getting things first like I do, used to do when I was younger. But it was just really interesting to just see how poorly managed or um, this launch was. They clearly needed more time to stockpile enough units to, you know, have a decent launch. But uh, for some reason, I think both companies had their knickers in a twist, right, and had to get it out for, for Christmas, and, uh, which I don't think they had to, to be quite honestly honest with you. No, I think I agree with you. Actually, they could have done a February, March. They could have done. Yeah. They could even yeah. done staggered. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree with you guys because of something PlayStation did that I found very weird. Say what they done then that's very weird. Well, personally, I can see why they do it from a business standpoint, but I don't see the point in putting Horizon Zero Dawn 2 on the PS4. Oh, no, it's coming! No! <laughs> but, but I get it from a business standpoint. I get it. I get it. They've got 100 million units, so that's potential customers for PS games going to PS4, but I don't agree with it. But if that's what they want to do, then let them. But you, you're saturating the people that want the PS5, and now they're like, well, I don't need to buy the PS5 to play Mars Morales. I think a lot Pretty of that host, a lot of that war still is to do with like The Last of Us, mate. Because remember, The Last of Us was actually a PS3 game, then it went on to PS4. And then, like I said, people want people want Last of Us Part Two, so they had to put it on the PS4. It will it will be on the what's PS5 your, in your, a remastered version. What's your view, Warwick? After being lied to by PlayStation when they said that only new games will go on the PS5, then they put it, them on the PS4. I know what's what you're saying. I know it's not what you're lying saying. though. It's not lying. You did. We no one knew what their real intention. Oh, I know, was. but they said that they, that Jim Ryan made a point of telling people that our games will only be on the plate the new system. No, I, I think I think what you I think lying is a little strong. Withholding pertinent information That's could be labeled Sony's doorstep. None of us have actually parted with any cash, right, prior to the announcement. True. And, all, and, and it's although, still two months out. Yeah. And although we've been provided the information a little late, we still have to, you know, we still had time, right, to make personal choices and decisions. And even if you have placed them pre-order, you're well within your rights to um, to cancel it, right? If you want to. And I think the announcement that Sony are remaining multi-format across PS4 and PS5, which makes total sense since they... Oh, business-wise, yes. Yeah, because it's not that. It's because PlayStation 4 is their golden goose right now. And if they'd announced the fact that they were going cross-generation earlier, 
I think Microsoft may have positioned the 299 price point even lower because we still don't know how aggressive. Now, Sony are going to easily sell another 10, 20 million PS4s, and we still don't know what they're going to aggressively price point that machine at going forward, right? And I think that going at 299, I thought that Microsoft probably thought that they were going to be able to cut in and curtail PlayStation 4 owners, right? Because if you look, Sony have to carefully shepherd, right, those 110 million, and they're growing, right, which which may rise to 150 million. They have to carefully uh, shepherd those across the PlayStation 5. And the certain PlayStation 5 games will be $70 needed to be also rolled out at this point, right, uh, alongside the PlayStation 5 pre-orders going live. You know, I, I, think, I think that Sony are doing absolutely the right thing. And we don't know how much resource they're putting in, right, in terms of, tearing down their engines and rebuilding them, right? I mean, you just have to look at the God of War documentary, right, how long that God of War took. So I think they've got really no choice. Otherwise, I think they'd be in a, in a, in a lot of trouble going forward. VJ has hit on a big point, actually, as well. The $70 increase. Now, again, I'm probably being immensely thick here. Is that PlayStation 5 only games at $70? Or is that being agreed across the gaming genre that it, from now on $70 is going to be the new gener next generation games. Well, what I I've seen the, the PS5 and the Xbox are, well, in the UK, they're £65 each. That's $70. What? They've gone yes. up? Yes. Oh, fuck. Well, I didn't think we would get affected because we were all yeah. at 50 weren't we? Yeah, but now, I, I've looked around to the sites and the games, the third-party games like NBA and all that, they were priced exactly the same price on PlayStation as oh, on Xbox. I didn't think we would get hit by it, but you know. No, I think we were. I think, I think if we're going to, I think if we're going to increase the pricing of games, it needed to be done now, right? To to sort of avoid a PR storm later down the line. True. It's not so much about the games releasing now. It's more about, and I'm talking about PlayStation Five. It's it's games that are releasing further down the pipeline in 12 to 18 months. First party games can can cost more to make. The reasons why can be a different topic for another show, but. What I will say for now is that we will we will see a range of pricing right from first party because I think that there's certain games that are sixty right I've forgotten what they were called there was um, there was a couple of others but you definitely can't see everybody's golf coming out at seventy bucks right and and many, games, on screen. and many games that cost sixty dollars now forget about PlayStation Five and Xbox um, Series X uh, are not worth um, sixty dollars <laughs> Resident Evil Three being a prime example other titles like Zelda Dragon Quest or Persona Five which uh, which I play. Uh, they give me hundreds of hours of engagement. I would happily have paid eighty to one hundred dollars for those, versus my perception of say Yoshi's Island, right, which is done in about six to eight hours. I feel begrudged having to pay sixty because I don't think that game is worth more than thirty to forty. And I put a tweet back out uh, in June, and I think Japan's got a really good system because they've been paying anything. And I'm not talking about platinum or classics or anything like that or secondhand. I'm talking about new releases. They have been selling games to consumers depending on the genre, uh, whether it's made just for the Japanese market, something like Captain Tsubasa. They've been paying for games anything between $45 to $80, $85. That's the price range since PlayStation 2. And as a, as a recent example in Japan, I think Ghost of Tsushima was $70, $71. Call of Duty that's coming out for PS4 is going to be $83. And Japanese PS4 oh. games uh, range anything between $45 to $95. I think the question again is becomes a personal one. Does one size fit all? For me, it doesn't, right? And um, I, I think that going forward, again, right, you're not forced into buying those games. But as I said, there are reasons why games are going to go up in price, right? Why development costs for certain games is higher. 
could they absorb those costs for the fact that they're going digital and versus 15 to 20% of gains being digital back in 2013 to now being 70 to 80? And it's in mm -hmm. Sony and Microsoft's financial reports. And they are making, if you just take a first party game that sells at 60, they're already making $27 more than they would versus selling that same game for $60 through GameStop or EB or Game or whatever. Well, history has taught us two things. They've, this, this price of increase has happened, as far as I'm aware, since I've been gaming, three times in my life. And at every time that it's been tried to be pushed, and this was at the time when it's physical media. Now, it's slightly different with the digital, but every time it was a physical media, it damaged sales because people couldn't afford it. So what people did, they would normally buy two or three games, and this was obviously physical side, and that would be it. When the prices went up, that reduced to one game, which meant, meant it hurt sales across the board. The difference being here is this is a digital media and both systems are offering potential different alternatives. So it's almost as if they are ramping the prices up so that you are pushed towards the subscription service. Well, I'll tell you what, but with, with, with you telling me the prices, Warwick, mm. I mean, Flemish is saying it's supposed to be £74 a game, he reckons. Yeah, but yeah. it's not for every game, because if you look at like... But that's pushing you more, this. that's pushing me more towards sticking with Game Pass. Yeah, I, know what, you, I know what you're saying, I know what you're saying, but the thing is, this is just, remember, this is just a launch of consoles. These these games will come down in price. They will come down in price. Yeah. And shops, you know, with each of trade, these prices will come down. They're not going to stay there. I mean, new game releases in England. Okay, let me tell you this way, right? When I was in England, new game prices, right, they drop very, very quickly, right? Um, in a, matter in a of, month, normally. In a North America, in North America, I think in Germany and France, the structure is very different because retailers normally buy games at full price. And what they do is that they get a quarterly or annually rebate. It's a completely different system. But I know in the UK, price wars happen really quickly. But in the US, retail price points hold. And, and, and I thought that um, with Miles Morales and Horizon Zero Dawn 2 and God of War, most probably, coming to the PS4, it's just to strengthen the umbilical cord between and the transition between PS4 and PS5. You've got to understand why they're doing it. And PS4 has a lot of life in it. And it's an important and uh, strategic in relation to the PlayStation 5 transition, which I've already said. And um, I, I think they're going to do huge amounts of business on PlayStation 4 going forward. Um, I think that Sony will be rinsing every single cent out of that console and its huge catalog of games, right? Historically, they've known exactly how to see out a system and I think Sony will have a very protective mindset uh, when it comes to the golden goose in hand, because technically they haven't shipped a single PS5. Mm. True. And the thing is, Stubbs, what you got to understand is I know you was, you was right about them, not, you know, I said about it, a bit that they'll have PlayStation 5 exclusive games. Well, they still have. They've still got Godfall. That's only on PC. That's not on PS4. So they have still got an exclusive game on it on, on for launch. So they have done that right. But never heard of that. Very, you never heard of Godfall? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. But no, Indie Gamer, in regards to what he's just said about all the pricing going forward, Indie Games win again. Yep, he's correct. Yeah. You know? Will there be any 74-pound Indie Games in day? I doubt it. What do you think about it? You, you could get yourself, and I, 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 I am a bit like Indie here. You look at 
I can get myself if a one trip quadruple, you know, a <laughs> game uh, that will provide me loads and loads of time. I could potentially get about nine games that almost do the exact same thing in terms of quality, in terms of time, in terms of uh, longevity as well. Um, so it will, it will, it will help the indie games here because they will. People look at that and then they'll go, "Oh, actually, there's almost a good a game there." Or in some cases, just as good a game there for almost quarter the price. So, yeah, I agree with Indy on this one. Have you looked at the price of the next Assassin's Creed game? It's £79 on ev- on PS4, PS5, Xbox. And digital, yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it, I don't know it about good, digital, though. but it's called the Gold Edition, which is the cheapest one, and, and it's 80 quid on every, pl- even on Jesus. the PS4, PS5. But then you look at like the other Ubisoft game, Watch Dog Legions is only £51 on PS5, PS4, and Xbox. So it's almost like they're like the companies get to pick the price for games. Is it they're true pushing what they is, think they get away Amazon, with. Because uh, Amazon are that big, are they are they adjusting the price and lowering how they feel because they're that big? Well, it's like two companies releasing a new game. Uh what and one's like £79, one's £50. So I mean, I know Watch Dogs isn't as big as Assassin's Creed, but still, it's like that's like a twenty-eight pound drop. It is for a new game, and I mean, I'm presuming the Assassin's Creed game is going to be a much bigger game, but still. And then you got like other games like Planet Coaster, PS5 edition, thirty-nine pound. Xbox Series X, thirty-nine pound. What, what you got to PS4, understand is though, Planet Coaster. I believe it comes under the indie bracket. It does. Yeah, it it's not a big AAA game like that, you see. But also, Wars, they weren't going to understand this, mate. They're releasing two new consoles. They want to screw you as much as they can, so their games are going to be expensive when they first come out. But you wait till the middle of next year or so, then game prices will come down. When people have got the consoles in their homes, they'll think, well, I can't afford $70 or $80 a time. The prices Subscription service. There we go, subscription service. But like I said, they'll have to do something because people ain't got the money. So you're right, you're right, Warwick. You are, you know, on this on this subject. Uh, does it make uh, Game Pass look very attractive? It does to me. <laughs> the prices, I'm, I'm all right. I would have got it. I could actually, <laughs> I, mean, I think last... it also, whether we agree with it or not, I also probably makes PS Collection look and the PS uh, subscription service look good. It is, it, it is, uh, it's generally across the board from what I'm seeing is raise the price of physical higher, push people towards digital. You know, we've seen the push for digital increase phenomenally in the last, what, two years? I think VJ would probably be our best to help us out on this one. But I think it is a concerted effort from all platforms to push digital. Yeah, but the problem with that is, Bud, is I've always had this problem with digital. Now, with with music, you can go and buy a track for, say, 79 cents or a dollar. That's okay. But I always say is it. If you if a digital version should be cheaper than a physical disc, I physical agree. Disc, you get a box, yep. you get a disc, you can trade it in afterwards. If digital was half the price of a physical disc, I'd be on board. But until they comes to that stage, I'm not interested. Well, to be honest, with you, I, I'm I I my biggest worry is not the actual cost. Uh, well, that is a worry. It is there is no law as far as I can tell. That can that will ensure that once you have bought a physical media, sorry, digital media, you will continue to own it regardless, even past your death. It's true. You know, 
There is nothing no. I see so far in the law that states you own that product. I've tried to find things on it and to do with like, you should be able to, I mean, it opens up a big can of worms, that subject does. It's like your iTunes library, your music library. Yeah, can so. you pass it on to relatives when you pass away? As far as I can tell, there's no you can do. Yeah, yes, VJ's heard anything. Have you heard anything on that subject? It, it comes down to copyright law, doesn't it? I mean, when you when you buy a DVD or you buy a Blu-ray movie, you do not physically own that that property. You've you bought a license to use it. You haven't bought it. it does do not physically own it. It's due with copyright law, and I just think it'd be the same with digital. You don't yeah. physically own them games. You're just buying a license to use them. And they can revoke it if they want to. Yes. But with a, with, a, with, a, with, a, with a Blu-ray disc, they can't. I can I can t- uh, I can put that in my system, and they and I can watch it regardless. I can pass ah. it on to my oh, yeah. kids and yeah. my kids' kids for the next yeah. three generations. Yeah. So, if but, I can do that with that, I expect yeah. to do the same thing with my digital, and that's what but it could, should be like. But couldn't they? I mean, I'm being a bit over the top here, but because most Blu-ray drives are online or whatever. If that if they didn't want people to play disc, is there something they could update the software so certain Blu-ray discs won't work, or is that just going too far? Definitely, do something like that. Yeah. If they, they want can do to. that easy with a software update. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. If they wanted, if the company wanted to go that far, and it, like the film got banned or whatever, they probably could do that. That's what I think. That's why we need a law enshrined that once you own it, it is yours. Or something along the line that that keens, and because as far as I can tell, you know the law is outdated when it comes to digital media. Yeah, I'm, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I, yeah, I no, can't. I, 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 and we are I getting agree. to the point now where I think personal, you know, we'll get some of us are getting a bit old, and it will happen. It'll be like, well, what's going to happen with my with my? With, I want my children to inherit my. Games, nothing personal. I want them to hold it back. Welcome. You know, I want them to hold Ooh. on to that media and, and enjoy them. I don't want a company to come down the line and go. Actually, no. <laughs> computer says no. Computer says no. Exactly. Yeah. Computer <laughs> says no. Did Mac hope you're doing well, mate? You know, the good thing is though. Go on. Um, I own like just under 700 digital games on the Xbox and 75 on the PlayStation or digital. Oh. Luckily, I've, I've never lost a, a digital uh, license ever. You see, I've, I've had the opposite. I've actually lost a digital license. So this is that's what kind of... Originally, I didn't worry about it. And then I lost a digital license on the game. It was called Marvel's Heroes Omega. Uh, it was on the Xbox for a period of about three months. The gaming company or the gaming devs went under... And the entire game was wiped off the server. Wow! <laughs> and I was like, "Bugger!" And it was a good game, actually. It was it was basically the isometric version of Avengers. I would classify it as right now. Um, it was a good game, but I lost yeah. all access to it. I couldn't get. I, it, was, it was a title screen was all I could get to. And generally, I'm surprised <laughs> as gamers, we ain't we ain't shouting together and saying this needs to be sorted out. And I suspect it is only when it really hits everybody, when we start losing particular games or particular media, then we'll kick into gear as a, as a, a gaming community and go, wait. But it's getting close for some people. <laughs> yeah. See, the thing is, digital, 
a lot of it, you know, is, is the consoles I've got. I've been trying to uh, catch up to PC in a long way. I mean, PC, I mean, you go to Steam, everything's been digital for years. I mean, these days and age, you don't, you don't go and buy a, a CD-based uh, PC game and put it in your, in your system and, and install it. It's all digital Ooh, it's now. a long time since that. Oh, yeah, I know. But like he says, it, they've been trying to catch up to PC tech for years and now they're finally going to do it but it's digital but it's got to be done the correct way and it, like on steam you can get some hell of a lot of bargains on steam with you know cheap pc games and stuff so this is why i want it to be on on console and that's the way they have to go if they want to embrace digital market for the, for Plus the, long the refund policies need to be like if you want a refund you because steam's got a very good refund policy whereas xbox and playstation and nintendo oh, i knew that was coming you, you can yeah, but I mentioned all platforms, they're all the same, <laughs> apart from the PC I must admit, side. though, I must admit, though, Steam has got a good thing. Because, like it says, I mean, the thing with Steam as well, if you put, download a game, I don't know exactly what it is, but if, if you don't, if, if you play that game under a certain amount of time, you can actually refund and get your money back. They will. Yep, it's, that's it's a couple true, of hours. That's, that's true, true, that is. Hopefully it's 40 hours. <laughs> 40 hours. Uh, it's, it's, not finish it. <laughs> it's not very yeah. long. No. But even with Steam, though, uh, presumably, you st- you still they could still turn it off, and you can't get access to it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, it's all based on yeah. their cloud. It's all stored on their cloud. Doesn't servers. I mean? Doesn't I mean? Is it just me? Am I kind of panicking? But doesn't it worry people? No. That... It don't worry there you me. go. <laughs> I can I can see your point because what you're saying is basically. If you've got a family and your kids use all your games, if you the worst ever happens to you, they're going to lose access to all them games. I can see the point. You know well, what I mean? For instance, to me, I have, you know. I've got, I've got collectors' items. I've got elements. I've got stuff that I'm going to pass on to my child. I've got stuff from my grandfather, which I dear treasurely you know it's it's one of the things i actually want to keep doing and i want to pass on to my children that's an inheritance maybe human trait that sometimes you want to pass things on to your next generation and generation after that um and i just like to make hope that could be the same thing for our digital media as well you know it's not going to stop anyone because let's face it the digital media is always going to evolve like you know we've had cds cds now evolved to blu-ray blu-ray is now going to be upgraded us at some point to a different media that's even better so it's not going to stop people buying digital media you know you see your remasters you, you got your re, uh, you know your remakes people will always still buy upgraded versions of that digital media so i don't see why the existing digital media should be whims of other companies once you've paid for it. What you need True. on this is the, um, you know, like on, for example, uh, on Facebook, you know, for example, when you die, you can have someone who can access your account when it's all set up. So after somebody else. Yeah, exactly. But it'd be good if you could do that actually on the um, consoles for your digital libraries. We yeah. need to start making videos, peeps, and get articles out there and get yeah. get salmon it in people's faces. But you know, it's a big, massive topic that will take government regulations around the world for, for this to happen. Sadly, but it's like loot battle. boxes. It's like loot boxes. If we don't shout about it, no one's gonna, no one's gonna, you know, raise it. The thing is, uh, all they would do is if you say about transferring your account, say for your argument's sake, you died and you want to have all your kids to have all your games on digital, all they would say is, well, they didn't physically buy them games, so we don't have to, we don't have to honour it because you're physically dead. Yeah, that's I mean, where I think I that's why I think I we know, need to protect. Yeah. I know Gee, if you bought yourself happens. something. Yeah. Cool. The sad thing happens. Though. I mean, I know you're saying all this and that, 
But if it did happen to you and you're just and you, you pass whoever passes away, they don't talk about it. Xbox don't really check who's died, do they? Just keep using the account. See? Oh yeah, they wouldn't do that. As long as you it's keep like, paying, as long as you keep paying for it, they ain't bothered. Yeah, they just keep the, the, the card going. You can log in and change the card or whatever. I mean, I know that's not the ideal situation, you know, but. Well, what stops that's... it at one point when that card gets, you know, it's as if it's it's under a different name, you know, your son gets remarried or and has a, it changes the card. Hang on a minute, this is a different person. Bam, you straight bent. You know, we've here touching stories. Well, you of... say that, but I can use my wife's my wife's card and that on my Xbox account, no problem. Yeah, but it's registered the same address, isn't it? Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. See, you, you're touching stories of like, I think I remember hearing, and this was probably about five years ago, where uh, a young gamer, his dad passed away from cancer, and he was playing Sega Rally. And on Sega Rally, you once you've completed a lap, it keeps a ghost of your lap sort of thing. And he went back to his old dad's game, started playing it, and he realized his old dad's game's ghost was there. And it really oh, meant something to that. him. And it really meant something to him. Now, you know, those sort of things, those sort of little aspects, I know it's, I know it's minor, but you'd like to see the hope that would continue, you know, you know, they're not going to tell him to, you know, no, Sega's not going to go into his house, nick that Sega rally and throw it in the bin, <laughs> you know? And I just, I think that's something we should generally, it should be something that could be continued. It's, I don't see it hurting the companies. That's the problem. I don't see why it's not hurting the companies. Why can't we just have something that says it's yours. It will always be yours. It can be transferred over to your kids necessarily, you know, when they want it. Thank you very much. You spent the money at the time. You gave us money at that time. Thank you very much. You can actually, I mean, I'm thinking about this. I mean, if you've got an account, um, because it's linked to your email account, usually a Microsoft email account, you can actually change, you actually physically can change the name on the account and the address. Xbox won't normally flag it. There is, all, there is another way they're going to do in the future. Like it says, if you've got all your li- your digital licenses, there must be some way they could do something like that to make your own sort of vault so you can put all your digital licenses in it. And you can yeah, transfer, that'd be great. Then you could transfer the vault to help your kids or whatever. So this is, the license, this is your vault with all your keys in it. You, you own them. You can do what you like with them. Fuck that. I'm taking it to my grave. I knew you'd say that. I'm getting buried in my hard drive. I am. Something that Facebook does. That's why Facebook has legacy, etc. So someone can take over your account after you pass that, away. That's what I meant. The legacy account. Yeah. Legacy. Uh, welcome, uh, Stephen Middleton. Thanks for stopping by. Please hit the subscribe button if you're new. <laughs> but no, it's, it, it's been a, it's been a good it's been a really good um, show tonight. I think we're going to end it here because we, we could be here till four yeah. o'clock in the morning, I reckon. Oh, oh, we could be. Never, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's been a really good show tonight. I think 23 people at once. It's really, really, really good mm. show and engagement with the community. Um, where can people find you, Warwick? As uh, many people may not have heard of you before. Well, I mainly stream, I, I stream most of the nights on five different platforms. I'm on DLive, Twitch, YouTube, Trovo. And Facebook gaming, I stream most most days. 
uh, I stream on the PlayStation and the Xbox and sometimes on the PC. So, And, of course, I'm at Auric on Twitter. So there you go. That's good to say. Hopefully you get some more followers and some more because you, you need to get some more followers on there or more engagement, you know. I do, yeah. Yeah, right definitely. There. Where can people find you, VJ? Thanks for coming on. You've been a very, you've been very insightful. I, I, I always enjoy your your views on sub, on certain subjects. It's uh, it's, it's been very interesting. Uh, thanks for having me on tonight, uh, Stubbs. I, I really appreciate it, and um, I hope to come on again soon if you have me. And, oh, most uh, definitely. Yeah, oh yes, it's always fun. And uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter, or you can find me on one of these dodgy podcasts. And uh, yeah, it's dodgy podcasts. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, you can find you at Sam Fox's house as well, can't we? Yeah, touch me, touch me. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Mr. Tushi. Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on uh, uh, Twitter as Mr. Tushi. You can find me on Xbox, PlayStation, and Mr. Tushi. Uh, uh, Twitch as well. I, I stream there on uh, Saturdays for the uh, community game night, which we have every Saturday on Xbox um, at 9pm UK time. Uh, it's also followed by, it's taken over at 1 o'clock uh, a.m. by uh, Noof Newcomb, who carries on till like 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. Um, that's about it, really. Okay. You can find me on Facebook too, but I don't go on there much. <laughs> that's good to hear. Where can we find you, Removable Sanity? Oh, I am um, can be found on Removal Sanity on Twitter and Minds and on Xbox. Do you miss Shell? I can chat. <laughs> All night. <laughs> I can, uh, yeah. Thanks for inviting yourself on, Morse. Drew, where can we find you? Well, you can find me on uh, YouTube as Injustice War Stew, also War Stew Vlogs, also the main one, War Stew. Then there's Twitter, New Monster Rockstar. There's Twitter, War Stew G. There's Instagram, War Stew Vlogs. There's Instagram, War Stew. <laughs> there's Facebook, War Stew. Then there's Twitch.tv forward slash War Stew. Then there's Twitch.tv forward slash War Stew Vlogs. Then there's obviously the Facebook group page, which is DC Marvel United, War Stew. Got a script in front of you. Hang yeah. on, no, I'm trying no, to write no. this down. <laughs> I just got a lot of uh, pages. Fair um, play. Thanks for coming on. It's all right. Thanks for inviting me. Well, Stubbs, where can we find you? We can find yes. me on this channel. Please subscribe and Stubbs Gaming on Twitter. Now, do. People want me to put, upload this to, to podcasts. I don't know. I've uploaded a Stubbs cast to podcasts and it seems to be doing well. I don't know. I have to have a think about whether to upload this show to podcast uh, networks or not. I don't know yet. Um, now, this show is weekly. Uh, it's called Midweek Gaming with Stubbs and Crew. It's every week, every Wednesday. Now, here we go at 10 p.m. British Summertime. 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and just for VJ, it's 2 p.m. PST. Oh, I've got all the times correct. The Pacific Standard Time is that? That's it. That's what it must mean. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, thanks for stopping by, everyone, and I'll see you all soon. Bye, everyone. Have a good one. See you later. Battle Toads. Battle Toads. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>